center our hearts on the Lord. And the thing we want today is to ask the Lord to put us into one mind. Amen. God's people got to come together in one mind for one purpose. You know, a lot of people, they, they'll quote the Scripture in Acts that the disciples or the apostles, they were all gathered together in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, and they was there in one mind and one accord. No, they wasn't. They was there in one accord. But until the Spirit of God comes in, you don't get in one mind. It takes the Spirit of God to bring you into one mind. So we're here today to come together in one mind and to believe God to have his way. I'm not interested in a church service. I'm interested in the will of God being done. And that's what we've come together for. This service, the brother Michael Harris is going to minister, and he's our pastor of our church in Fort Payne, to bring these churches in unity. Bring them together in one mind for one accord because we're laboring for the same thing. And the word's the same. He's just going to bring it out different. That's the reason it takes all these ministries. It takes these five ministries. And, you know, there's, uh, there's a man I've known for years, and he he's real knowledgeable of the Scriptures. And he's always posting something. He got on perfection the other day. And, oh, man, you start talking about perfection, you just mess with people's heads. They don't believe you can be perfect. No, in man's sight, you ain't going to be perfect. But when you break it down, that perfection is the completeness and the maturity of the Spirit of Christ working in you, then we can because the Lord told us to. And that the first thing that the five ministries do says for the perfecting of the saints or for the maturing of the saints. And Jesus said in Luke 6 and 40, he said, the disciple is not above his master. But everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. And I want to be as my master. Amen. I want that spiritual maturity. So we're going to go to prayer. And let's just reach to the Lord. And let's just ask him to gather our hearts together in one mind, one accord. That we all have the same mind, the same judgment, and speak the same thing. Is that all right? Because we want God to have his will here today. I appreciate all the people coming over from Fort Payne and everybody gathering in here. So let's, let's petition the Lord right now. Righteous Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to bring your people together. In one mind, for one accord, for one purpose, to have one heart, one spirit. And Lord, it all be for the furtherance of the gospel of this kingdom. That today we can be edified, strengthened. Lord, that the ministry will work the way you declared it to work. Lord, that's something that is so ingrained in my spirit that you brought out in that book of Ephesians when you said you gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Lord, till we all come in the unity of the faith. We need the unity of the faith to be revealed. And for you to gather our hearts together, Lord, edify us. Let the ministry work to bring the saints into a greater maturity and completeness and understanding of that spirit of Christ you're wanting to reveal in us. Give us that heart to understand and to receive that the name of Jesus can be revealed. And that power of that resurrected Christ can be unveiled. Lord, we are your temple. Everybody will confess that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But Lord, nobody wants to let that Spirit of God take control to order their steps and direct their paths. We need thy leadership, O oh God. We need thy wisdom. We ask him for your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. And you know the Lord has instructed us for every person to come into these services ready for God to use you. To be a vessel. That if God moves on you, you ought to be ready. You rest sure to one thing, if the Lord is striving to bring people together, the devil's going to fight. And it's the devil's delight. Right before you come to service. To aggravate you. Vex you. Trouble your spirit. Torment you. Tear you up. To keep you from being a yielded vessel. So the Holy Ghost can work. It's his delight. Y'all mark my words. The devil knows how to push your buttons. And he will push your buttons, especially you on the way to the house of God. And you've been conditioning yourself. There's been prayer made every night in this church this week except last night. Every night. Every night since last Sunday service, there's been prayer made every night in this church preparing for what God wants to do here. I got a high expectancy. Man, we had such a spirit of prayer Friday night. I told somebody, I said, Spirit of God, mop the floor with me. I ain't kidding, man. I, I got in prayer Friday night, Sister Pat. And I, warn, I warned Brother Donald because I prayed right there. I got on his prayer cushion. I warned him he'd come in this morning. I said, boy, you better be careful. I said, that thing's loaded. Because I got in on my knees Friday night, and we prayed. And we probably prayed a good hour. And, man, the Spirit of God just started hitting. I mean, it just started hitting. That thing hit me, and it rolled me in the floor. I was on my face. I was on my back. I was kicking. I was stomping. I was screaming. I was prophesying. And I don't think we left here about 1030 Friday night. Spell. I mean, that thing. God ain't gathered us together to talk to us about salvation. He's gathered us together to bring us to a place of maturity. At the very ministry of the Son of Man, that ministry that was in Jesus, when he walked this earth, can now be revealed in us. He's revealing something in us, if we'll let him. But as long as you let 
things distract you and upset you and divide you and your attention's on everything else except pressing for this kingdom, the devil's got you right where he wants you. As long as there's no concern about prayer, seeking God, this hinders you and that hinders you and this bothers you and that bothers you and this takes you over here, the devil's going to keep this body divided. It's time to come into a unity of the Spirit. That's what Paul said. I believe it was in Ephesians 2. He said, strive. That means put out some effort. Labor, fight, work to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Somebody always got a complaint. Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I'm going through this, and I'm going through that. Well, good for you. Hurry up and get through it. Because Paul said through much tribulation, we're going to enter into the kingdom of God. Through much tribulation. You ain't going in this without tribulation. And I remember when the Lord spoke to me, and it ain't been that long ago. He told me, he said, this tribulation's fixing to come on us. He said, it is the sufferings of Christ. And he said, without these sufferings of Christ, he said, this resurrected power of Christ cannot be revealed in us. You're going to suffer with him, you're going to reign with him. You ain't going to suffer with him, you ain't reigning with him. You ain't reigning with him. He's not going to reveal this authority and power and dominion of this kingdom in somebody he can't trust. If he can't trust you to suffer and go through things and keep the right spirit, keep your focus on this kingdom, y'all don't think Jesus went through things? Man, I'm going to open that Bible right there and tell you everything Paul went through. <laughs> he went through it. What did he say? Three times us beat with rods. Twice a stone once is left for dead. What did he say? Three times or two times shipwrecked. A day and a night I floated in the deep. I've been hungry. I've been cold. I've been naked. Fasting's often, prayer unceasing. In perils of robbers, in perils of countrymen, in perils of kindredmen. He said, I've been through all these things. And then he got down to it and he said, besides dealing with all this, he said, there comes on me the care of all the churches every day. <laughs> Oop, Lord, I broke a nail. I can't go to church today. I just, I just don't feel like y'all going to church. I just don't feel like going today. I just feel out of sorts. <laughs> Brother Metter said, if you can't get your mind together, no, Brother Metter didn't mean for you to stay home. Brother Metter meant for you to learn to fight. Learn to fight. And I'm going to tell y'all something about this corporate prayer. Ain't nowhere in the Word of God. Nowhere in the book of Acts on when God poured out the Holy Ghost, he brought his body together corporately. They were in the church praying. They were somewhere praying when God poured out the Holy Ghost. 
The only person that received the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts was Paul. When Ananias laid hands on him, everywhere else it was poured out, it was corporate prayer. There's the body coming together. Y'all hear me? It's a body coming together. The body's got to come together to pray. They got to come together to seek God. And every time we've tried to pray, especially we started prayer in Alabama, everybody just kicked up a fit. For some reason, nobody wants to come together and pray. You know why? That's where the working of the Spirit is to bring unity. That's where the working of the Spirit is to bring the body together. That's where the working of the Spirit is to work out divisions. To get isms and schisms out of the body. Get this stuff out from between people's spirits and teach you that if your brother's offended you, pray for him. Forgive him. Well, I just can't work, bro. So and so. Just every time I get around, they just offend me. Well, how many times are you supposed to forgive them? In a day. That's 490 times a day. So if I offend you 490 times a day, Sister Susie, you're just going to have to forgive me. But see, the devil uses these divisions and these schisms to divide the body, get people's sight focused on something, don't amount to nothing. Jesus said, and Paul said, he said, labor for the meat that is eternal. Don't labor for these temporal things. These temporal things are going to pass away. A man's life consists not of the abundance of things which he possesses. And people fight over stuff. Fight over position. Fight over things of life that's going to pass away. You ain't going to have no trouble preaching today, man. <laughs> I'm glad he's here. I love this man. You're talking about somebody God revealed this kingdom in. I mean, he didn't do it right off. Well, one thing about Brother Michael, he stayed in there and labored with me. He stayed right in there and labored with me. And I knew people were talking about him. I knew they were trying to pull him away. I knew they were trying to upset him. I knew they were trying to make him think I was off on a bunny trail. But he hung right in there and God started revealing this kingdom to him. And this kingdom's being revealed in him. And he's going to possess Mm, He's going to possess it. He's going to possess somebody fixing to possess his kingdom. Like I told y'all last week, it's five or six years ago, I was coming up the road, and the Lord spoke to me just as plain. I heard the voice of the Lord, Sister Patty, and the Lord said, somebody's going to be the next Peter and Paul. Somebody's fixing to possess the, the, the mystery. You know, Paul possessed the mystery and preached it to the Gentiles. Uh, and then when he come together with the saints, uh, he said, I preach the same revelation uh, that Peter preaches to the saints. Uh, but when I got saved and delivered and converted, uh, I didn't get with Peter. Uh, I got in prayer. I got to seeking God. Uh, and what is in me uh, has not been revealed to me by man, uh, but it's been revealed to me by the revelation uh, of Jesus. Jesus Christ, uh, what is in this man? Uh, it's not been man's teaching. Uh, it is by the revelation uh, of the Spirit of God. It's time for God's people to come together. I'm telling you, if we don't, God fix and raise a brand new crop. Go ahead and keep doing your own will. Go ahead and keep doing what you want to do. Going here and going there and running here and running there. Let the enemy distract you. Better fight for something that's eternal. Better labor for something that's going to produce fruit. 
reason I don't go anywhere and preach or I don't go anywhere and do anything unless God speaks to me because I want it to be fruitful. I want it to be effectual. You know, Paul made this statement. He said, a great and effectual door has been opened unto me, unto the Gentiles. Paul went to the heathen and preached the kingdom and the mysteries of God. I can't even preach them to the church. Second, you start getting into revelation and revealing the mysteries of the kingdom. Everybody, well, ain't God, ain't what I was taught. It's easier to preach to the Gentiles. It is. It's easier to preach. People don't have a head full of church knowledge and spiritual knowledge. Because they'll fight you harder than the sinners won't fight you. People don't know anything about the Word of God. They won't fight you. Because most of them's hungry. <laughs> I've always said I'd rather have 500 hungry than 15 <laughs> that know everything. <laughs> I can preach to 500 that's hungry. Amen. I'm fixing to go in a couple of weeks and I'm going to preach to some folks that are supposed to be hungry. Brother up above Birmingham being playing my tapes and the prophecies in the church and Said he had one lady come up to him and said, I don't know where you're getting this word. Said, but man, keep it coming. He says, quick as I get it, he said, I'll bring it to y'all. There's there services I've sent him. He's wanting to play. He played them in church three and four times. Played prophecies in the church two and three times. I sent him the notes just like I give y'all. He said, Brother Matter, he said, you just send me these notes. You don't have to worry about getting me CDs. You just send me these notes. He said, I'll get in there and dig it out myself. I'll dig it out myself. He's hungry. you got to be hungry. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care what you think you know. I don't care what you think God's revealed in you. You've got to be hungry. You've got to keep that hunger. Because that prophecy the Lord spoke two weeks ago, I don't know if y'all listened or not. But when God speaks, I go back and listen. And he said in that prophecy, He said there's people out there that are going to be used of God. They're going to be anointed to the Holy Ghost. They're going to be used in the gifts. He said, but if they ain't declaring this kingdom, he said, devil ain't afraid of them. You can preach good messages. I've heard some great messages preached. I, I mean, there's messages make you shout. But until the word is start revealed that the very resurrected Christ can live in you and you can possess this and lay hold on it right here, devil ain't afraid of you. You ain't taking people nowhere. You're just making them feel good. You might pray for folks. They might get healed. You might prophesy to them. Tell them what they're going to do for God. There's a difference between somebody telling you what your potential is in God and what you do for God. There's a lot of people get prophecy and they just want another prophecy. You can prophesy to them and they'll take it and they'll get the tape and they'll transcribe it all and write it down and they'll go to the filing cabinet and they'll pull out the drawer and they'll ah prophecy 247 right there all them things God told them they're going to do and they ain't put no effort to do one 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 they ain't put out any effort to do one of them yet all people wants another prophecy hands laid on them so they can feel good no it's time to be up about the father's business it's time to give God to give you direction where you sow seed you ain't sowing this, you ain't getting nowhere. 
like me, don't like me, talk about me, love me, hate me, whatever. I know what God said. And God said, people ain't preaching this kingdom, ain't sowing this seed, ain't planting this seed in people, ain't revealing this revelation that the resurrected Christ can live in you. You ain't, you ain't taking people nowhere. Because the gospel of the kingdom is what Jesus preached. gospel of the kingdom is what the apostles preached. Amen. It's what produces miracles. It's what produces healing. It's what produces deliverance. You can shout, you can talk in tongues, you can feel good, you can be anointed. You can prophesy to people, you can even have a healing or two. But unless you're telling them something about this kingdom, how they're going to possess this kingdom, you ain't taking them nowhere. And the devil ain't worried about you. He ain't worried about you. When you get folks, and they start understanding, all oh, the resurrected Christ can live in here. That spirit that can bind every demon, bind every sickness, cast out every devil. The very nature and mind and spirit of Christ can take its abode right here. When you begin to preach that, and they begin to come to the understanding of it, then the devil starts getting worried. He says, uh-oh. I'm fixing to have something to deal with. I'm fixing to have something to deal with. Y'all hear me? The Lord's trying to take us somewhere. He's trying to take us somewhere. Don't wait the Lord can take you. See if you go. You got to go. Amen. When they stood on the banks of Jordan after Moses died, Word of Moses wasn't there for Joshua no more. Pillar Cloud wasn't there for him no more. After 40 years of knowing who and what God was and knowing the voice of God, Sister Gail, he had to find God in a brand new way. Had to find him in a brand new way. And that's what's wrong with people. They don't want to find God in a new way. We just want to float down the same old stream. We just want to paddle down the same thing and row, row, row your boat. It's all one duty. We just want to float. We just want to have good church. Good church just makes you feel good. It just makes you feel good. Amen. You ain't going to get upset if I obey the Lord before I turn it to you. Right? <laughs> I didn't figure you would. That's one thing me and Brother Michael and people work in the body. You ought to be comfortable with body ministry working. It ain't jealousy, it ain't who can do this, it ain't who can do that. It's coming together in unity, flowing in a unity. Flowing in one mind. Amen. Because you could do it by yourself, God wouldn't give you five ministries to work with you. And I'm looking forward to what Brother Michael has to say today. Why? One, I got confidence in him. Two, I know he's been seeking God for this service. Three, I know there's people been in this church every night seeking God for God to reveal something in this service today. Amen. Hallelujah. And I think once I get through here, I'm just going to turn it to my wife and let her exhort for a minute. If you feel to let anybody sing or anything, that's fine. But I'm going to, um, I just, what I felt in prayer, I'm going to let you just take it and exhort a minute. And if you feel led, turn it back to me, fine. If you feel led, turn it to Susie or somebody else, it's it don't matter. I said it don't matter. Sister Patty, come here. 
Step up here and raise your hands. I saw the enemy fighting your mind hard. And there's a pressure on you and you're, you're worn in your nerves. And you don't say a lot to nobody. But there's, there's a, a deep, deep working of fear and pressure that's worn against you. And the enemy wants you to just throw your hands up and quit because you hadn't seen the results that you want to see. But I'm telling you, you hold on. God's fixing to fill the Fort Payne church up a brand new people. I bind this warfare in your mind. I charge it to leave you. And I command a brand new anointing of the Spirit of God to come on you when you preach. I'm talking about a fire. I'm talking about going beyond that prophecy. I'm talking about a fire of the word like I saw in the spirit. I saw a fire coming out of people. I saw a fire begin to come out of people's mouths Friday night. And I seen the word of God get so shut up in their bones it was like fire. And it had to come out. It comes he breathes down inside of you. He breathes. Oh, mighty God. Hallelujah. Whew. I loose your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. I feel something being released. feel something being released on you right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all listen to me. You're fighting a foe that knows what he's doing. You're fighting a foe that knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's been fighting men for thousands of years. And he's been fighting people to keep him out of this kingdom. Ever since this kingdom was revealed, Adam had the kingdom. Y'all realize that? Adam had the kingdom. When Adam fell, God had to start searching for a seed. Took him thousands of years to find a seed through David. Took him thousands of years to find a seed through David that he could prepare to reveal this kingdom through. And ever since the resurrection of the Christ and the revealing of this kingdom, he's been fighting. You ain't wrestling against flesh and blood. I'm going to. Uh, See how many copies of that prophecy we got. I want every one of you to leave here today with a copy of that prophecy from two weeks ago. And you need to wear it out because it shows you the warfare. This ain't flesh and blood. This is principalities. This is powers, which is talking about local governments, national governments, kings. When the Lord spoke that prophecy, he gave me that scripture. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? For the kings of the earth have stood up against the Lord and his anointed. He said the kings of the earth. This thing ain't something being done in a corner, Brother Michael. This thing's worldwide. The enemy's come in to stop the revealing of the kingdom. If you think you're going somewhere with this kingdom, the devil's going to withstand you. That's the reason Paul said when you've done all to do, stand, stand there for you're fighting spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the hierarchy of the church. Keeps putting these doctrines out that keeps people stuck 
to where they think everything they're going to get is in heaven. The doctrine of the religious world don't teach you you can possess nothing down here. It teaches you you get saved, you talk in tongues, and then you wait for the Lord to come get the church. People just sit. They just sit. They just sit. Nobody fights for the kingdom. He said you battle against the rulers of darkness of this world. That's your witchcraft, your soothsayers. Y'all hear me? And I was telling somebody the other day, I don't know who I was telling. I said, every person I've ever known that's gone to Haiti outside of one or two, every person, every preacher, every, I said, they've divorced. They went into financial ruin. They've had loved ones die. They went into bad health. Or they backslid on God. Or they went under seducing spirits and didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Because the Lord told me in the 70s, he says, Susie, he said, you stay out of Haiti till I speak to you to go. He said, people underestimate the, the powers of demons and the voodoo and the witchcraft in Haiti. It was Brother Troy. I was talking to Brother Troy about it. Our neighbor. Our neighbor saw my wife the, uh, here a week or so ago. He said, man, I ain't seen pastor. And he calls me pastor. He said, I ain't seen pastor and I don't know when. He said, man, that man's laboring hard for the kingdom. She said, yeah, he is. He said, well, don't you worry about your house. He said, I keep an eye on your house when you go. He said, I'll take care of your house. He said, God told me he's taking care of my house, and he told me to watch pastor's house. That means something. Because every time I turn around, he's doing something to help us, always. That means something. Man, don't even, he ain't never sat under my teaching. He goes to a Jamaican Pentecostal church, and I know they got a lot of tradition. I told my wife the other day, I said, somewhere. I said, the real Spirit of God is going to fall on that man. God's going to change him because he loves God. He loves God with all of his heart. See, the devil just don't work. And I'm telling you, I, I knew a man went to Haiti to build a church down there. He said at that time he was taking in $38,000 a week. A week off of his business. Cash. said, I've seen $38,000 stacked on my kitchen table. Week after week after week. Went to Haiti, built a church, went bankrupt. And he was honoring God. He was giving to God. He Went down there to build a church. Spirits got him. I know a man went down there, got divorced. Several of them went through nervous breakdowns. I know a young man went down there on fire for God, come back and started having severe headaches. Went into bad health. Next thing you know, he quit serving God and was living with a young lady committing fornication. I mean, I knew a lady on fire for God went down there. Backslid. Backslid. And preachers hadn't backslid or fought battles, and they've come back operating under seducing spirits. And people can't tell the difference. You better learn to discern the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. You better learn to discern the real from the false. 
Because we're going in to a time of tribulation. I don't care who goes in office. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be worse on this nation for the first three or four months if that man goes in office than it is for that woman. If that man goes in office, there are going to be riots in our streets. There's going to be civil unrest because they're going to be so mad about that man going in office. You hear me? It's going to cause a stir in this country. She goes in office, you better pray. Because <laughs> the church is going to get attacked. Church is already under attack. We under attack, children. We got any copies of that prophecy back there, Justin? How many we got? Three? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. How many of y'all's got a copy of it? You got a copy of it, Sister Susie? You got a copy of it? All right. Be sure there's at least six. Because I'm fixing to send this out in mail to some preachers. People need to know what God's doing. They need to know what God's speaking. Call me crazy. Don't care. And one thing I know, I know the voice of the Lord. I know the voice of the Lord. At least I think I'm just going to turn it over to Brother Michael. But I want y'all to prepare your hearts. This brother's a part of us. The reason I go to Fort Payne and the reason he comes up here, I want these churches in a unity. And I'm going to tell you something. If y'all come together in a unity, there can be doors open in Fort Payne for you. You people in Fort Payne called to minister, there can be doors opened up here for you. But if you go to Fort Payne, I don't want you going down there and preaching the blessings of Mephibosheth. And if you come up here, you sure better know what you're preaching. You know, after I left Fort Payne, I got to tell you, Brother Michael told me, he said, I had three or four of these preachers around here. He said, they, they never would talk to me. They'd talk to Brother Michael. And some of them asked Brother Michael about coming in preaching after I left. Michael just kind of looked at him. He said, uh, do you know who my pastor is? I said, well, yeah. He said, that man's preached here 15 years. said, tell me what it is you're going to come in and preach that he ain't already preached. It's going to be along the line of what we believe. And I think he stunned some of them. Because a lot of preachers just won't go preach just for sake of preaching. Just won't go preach to get an offering. Won't go preach to feel good or make people feel good. That ain't the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to mature you. That's the reason I'll confront, confront people and they tell me they don't need to go to church. Oh, really? You don't need to go to church? No, I am the church. I said, no, you ain't. I said, you might be a member of the body of Christ, but you ain't the church. I said, so you don't need the church? No. You don't think church necessary? Yeah, it might be necessary for some people, Brother Matter, but I don't need to know, huh? Then why the Lord set it up in the book of Acts when he poured the Holy Ghost out? Church ain't necessary what the Lord found it. If you don't need instruction and leadership and direction and correction and edifying, why'd God put them five ministries out there and said they were for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ? They can't answer you on that. I know good people 
say they love God. They've gotten hurt. They've gotten wounded. They sit back. You can't get them to go to church. Can't get them to serve God. But yet, they want all the blessings of God. Want all the goodness of God. Want all the monetary health. Let me tell you something. Your disobedience. You ever read in the Bible where it says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You go ahead and sow in your disobedience. You go ahead and rebel against the leadership. You go ahead and rebel against the foundation of God that's in that word, and you find out what you reap. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you don't sow to the word, when you don't sow to leadership, when you don't sow to foundation, you sow into your flesh. The Bible says you sow of your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. So I want God's people to come together. I'm not up here for something to do. I'm up here to fight. Press, pull people together in a unity, in a prayer, in a body ministry where we can nail the devil's feet to the floor and his hide to the wall. <laughs> Amen. It's like Brother Michael, I've heard him say many times, said, I don't give the devil permission to do anything of a morning except look at the bottom of my feet. <laughs> That's the way it should be. The devil needs to get out of your face and back in his place. That's right there, under your feet. Do you love the Lord? Are y'all excited about what God's doing? I got an expectancy. I got an expectancy. Amen. I just got a feeling. Everything going to be all right. I got a good feeling. Amen. Everything going to be all right. I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. And who knows, Brother Michael might preach two hours and give back to me, and I might preach two. Sister... Susie might preach an hour and a half. Christopher might preach an hour. Man, we got all kind of potential here today. Y'all be wondering, at the time, time God gets through with all of us, y'all might be wondering what you're going to have for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Whoa! Hallelujah. You don't never know what God's going to do. Take the limits off of it. Don't look at your watch. Don't wonder when we're going to get out of church. or Just let the Spirit of God have its way. Amen. God's trying to bring us together, children. These ain't two divided churches. These are two churches God's bringing together. So we need to be in the same mind, have the same judgment, speak the same thing. Because I'll tell you, when he gets preaching, you're going to find out. He may bring it out different. He may break it down different. Same word. Same kingdom, same revelation. And I want y'all to receive him. When it comes time to give him the offering, I've asked y'all for about a month now. Put back an offering to help him. Because him and, him and Sister Patty both quit their jobs to be pastors in full pain. That's a big step. That's a big financial step. A big financial step. Ain't a lot of people got that kind of desire. I'm glad to have somebody laboring with us got a hunger for God and care about the people. It's going to put the people first. Amen. Glad to have my mom and my sister with me. Glad to have Lindsay with us. I can't ever keep up with all that kindred stuff, how it goes. But anyway, she's mama's great-granddaughter. So I guess she'd be my great-great-niece or something like that. But anyway, she one of us. Glad to have him with us today. Glad to have all of you here. I appreciate the Lord. Amen. Will you give Brother Michael Harris a good clap offering?
Stand to your feet. Let's receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Just continue to give the Lord a big hand clap. I probably won't stay behind here, but hallelujah. I don't know. But I'm going to put my, my Bible and stuff back here anyways. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do you love the Lord this morning? Do you appreciate Him this morning? Has He been good to you? Hallelujah. Do you want to be like Him? Or do you, do you want to, you know, I mean, do you really want to be like Him? Do you want, I mean, have you reached your point in your life where you're, 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 that you think that you're, just, that you're like Jesus, that He did all in your life that He can do in your life? Well, I haven't reached that point either, but I'm looking for that mark. That's the mark, Sister Susie, Brother Elder. Hallelujah, that I'm looking for. And I should, y'all can be seated. Hallelujah. But, and I'm just going to, I'm on Alabama time, so I'm an hour behind y'all. So if I look at, but I don't, you know, it's not about the time. It's not about, you know, everybody gets cringed on their seats. I, I'm a long-winded preacher. I'll go ahead and tell you that. And I, I, I had a guy one time when I was at work, and he, he told me, he said, you know what, what I hate I, I, about long services I told him, I said, well, Richard, what you hate about long services? He said, I don't mind sitting. He says, the only thing what I hate is when the preacher says, I'm fixing to close. And when he says it three times, he says, I want to get up. He said, because that man's a liar. So I promise you, I'm not going to tell you I'm fixing to close. Anytime soon, I'm not going to tell you I'm fixing to close anytime soon. So, but, you know, that just kind of break the ice, you know. But I am happy to be here. And this is... Y'all are a part of us, and we're a part of you, you know, in the church. And I wish that all, I'm trying to, you know, uh, when the Lord give me the church at Fort Payne or Pat, however how you want to say it, the, Brother John, Sister Lisa, whatever you want to say, they say, oh, everybody talking about it anyways. You talk about it ever how you want. <laughs> Hallelujah, what happened? And, and God brought him over here, and God just put in our spirits that, you know, I mean, that, that this church, that we got to somehow bring them together. We've been looking for somebody to years to work with, to, to you know, to, to come in unity with. I mean, you know, there's a lot. I mean, I'll work with anybody. Sister Pat, I'll work with anybody. The problem is a lot of people want me to bow down and do what they want to do. They, 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 they want me to work with them. They want me to come in. They want me to do something, but... Yet they don't want to hear any revelation that I have. They don't want to hear what God's speaking to me. You know, and you know, and whether anybody believes it or not, God speaks to me, Brother Elder. And God's been speaking to me about this service. And I'm kind of nervous about this service. I told my wife, I said, I'm kind of nervous about this service. And I don't know why. Because, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know why. But, but I just know what God gave me. And I, t- I told my wife the other day, I said, why did God have to give me that? Why did God have to give me that? You know, but I look around, Brother Elder, and I know, I know why God gives me that. You know, I know why God, because you, it's what you need, because what, what I'm saying is that I can come in and I can preach. A, I got, I had it when I first started going out preaching or, or said the word. I mean, I've been called to pastor a church for many years. God told me. God told me I was going to pastor a church. Something that I knew, but I was called to it, but I never could step into it because I weren't ready. 
You understand what I'm saying? But that don't mean you didn't know it. That's always my passion God put in. It's always my desire to help people, to bring people together. Uh, I, I love tent preaching. I love being the front. I mean, really, I'm happy just being the front man uh, for, for, for pastor at the, at the tent. You know, God anoints me to that. But, but yet, that you know, I like that, but that's just, a, that, I, that's just something that you like. Brother Mike's flesh likes it. God may use me to do it. But that's not exactly where he wants me. He wants me leading and guiding the people and caring for the people and, and bringing the people together and taking people further into the kingdom. Further in, not just getting people saved. That's, that's what we do too. And then we, we get them saved and we make disciples out of them. We introduce them. Salvation introducing, Sister Susie. That, that, you can't take away salvation, but once somebody gets saved, they need to learn, they need to get some power over the devil. They need to get some, some dominion. And that's what the kingdom is dominion. If anybody don't know what the kingdom is, it's not just power in Jesus' name. It's not just knowing that. You know, I had a preacher. He, I asked him when he wanted to preach. I mean, I'm sure he's a good preacher. I said, well, what are you going to preach? He said, man, what we need to preach is Jesus being the Godhead and baptism in Jesus. I said, my people, they done heard that 30 years ago. I got people in my church. They've been serving God longer. They've been preaching. They've been preaching what you're preaching, serving God longer than I am old. I'm 46 years old. I got people in my church serving God longer than I've been preaching. I said, you come in here preaching that in my church. I'm thinking in my mind, you come in here preaching my church, they're going to run me out. Because they know who that is. They know that Jesus is the Godhead. It's all right to preach that. We're going to go preach that in tents. We're going to complain that to people that don't know. But I think everybody in here knows that Jesus is the Godhead. Hallelujah. I think everybody in here knows we don't serve three gods. We serve one God. His name is Jesus. I think everybody knows that we don't, we don't baptize in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We baptize in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's what I do. That's what we're supposed to do. I ain't arguing with it. I went to, and preached in a church of God church. Uh, uh, I preached a revival two nights and I told them how I baptized. They didn't really have a problem with it, but I ain't got a problem how they do. But I'm still going to preach the Word. You're not going to put something on me that God has showed me and God has brought. I'm going to talk to somebody right where they're at, but I'm going to give them and I'm going to carry them further. I'm gonna let, it's up to you to go further. It's not up to me. To take you further. I show you the way. You know, that's a big fight. You know, pastors, this, this word didn't come to me easy. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. This, this going into the kingdom, this being born of God didn't come to me easy. Yeah, I got it kicking and screaming. I got it wanting to leave the church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everybody just sees, well, Brother Matt, uh, brother Mike, he just stick in there. He's Brother Matter's boy. You call me whatever you want. Hallelujah. But I know the truth because God revealed me the truth through that man. That's, what, that's how he, he birthed me in this. Anybody can say what they want because people are going to talk. I've had people call me and just call me and just ask me. So you, you pass in the church. Where's Brother Matter at? He's preaching in LJ and I'm still under him. <laughs> I'm still under him. I let him know right quick I ain't ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. Hallelujah. But like I said, I just I just want to carry people further in God. I want to take people right where they're at. I'm so simple, Sister Pat. I mean, I don't, when God gives me a revelation, He talks to me. He'll be talking to me. I'm in the shower. And you know, God spoke to me the other day in the shower. I'm taking a shower, getting you know, 
and I'm, I'm constantly thinking what God wants me to bring out, but just getting ready for this word here. And this all right. You just got to give me a few minutes. I got to see how God wants me to take this because when I get in this, y'all may not feel like this. But, uh, you know, I was in the shower the other day and God began to reveal something to me about this word. And I worked in a steel mill for 25 years and we had to take a shower there because it was all nasty and dirty. And I'm going to tell you something about myself. Don't look at me bad. I just tell you, my wife gets on me all the time too. Some, and I'm sure all men do this. Women may not do this, but men. But God talks to me where I'm at. I can't help it. That's the way He talks to me. That's what makes me me. I ain't Brother Matter. He's I'm I'm Michael Harris. That's the way God talks to me. And that's the way I understand Him. But I'm in the shower and I'm take my washcloth and soap it up and I'm soaping up. God began to speak to me. He said, "That's how I want you to be clean like that." He starts talking to him about baptisms. He starts talking about being born in places in God and being born again. And everybody hates that. Everybody, everybody hates to, for you to mention the word born again or being baptized in the Spirit because you've already been born again you've already been baptized in the Spirit. Well, that ain't what God is necessarily telling me. I, I just tell you how He tells me. He tells me I need to get better. I need to get cleaner. I need to have God working in my life. And He told me, He said, I, you know, I'm soaping up. I'm soaping up. I use my hand soap up with my hand. How many just soaps up with your hands sometimes? Well, see now, all you women, y'all shaking y'all's head no. All the men, are, all of us men are just saying, yeah, that's, that's the way we do it. <laughs> so I'm soaping up with my hand. I'm soaping up with my hand, you know. And the Lord says, well, that, that, that's the way, that's the way we've got. He says, pick up that washcloth. Start washing with that washcloth. And I began to wash with that washcloth. I looked at that washcloth. It's a little bit dirtier. I'm saying, God. I'm saying, my God. I mean, I'm clean, you know. I, but, you know, God didn't say I wasn't clean. He said, that's the way the church is. We wa that Holy Ghost that we got. I'm not challenging. No well, I guess I Whatever. Take it however you want. Because I know I got the Holy Ghost. I know I've laid hands on people and they've been healed. I've laid hands. I can't even understand this. I've laid hands on young people and they've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I tried to find out where we do that in the Bible. Nobody can do that but apostles. That's in the Word. But all of us have done it. But it don't say, only people, Sister Sue, you read the Word, the Word, only people that was in the Word that laid hands on the people and they were baptized in the Spirit of God by the evidence speaking in tongues was apostles. That's it. So my point is there's a lot of things on, in the Word I don't understand and there's a lot of things that God's enabled me to do that necessarily I'm like, well, man, maybe... Maybe he just let me do something that maybe I don't operate in all the time. Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, there's just a lot of things in God I don't understand. But God, he began to tell me as I began to look at that washcloth. He says, that's the way the church is. He says, they got just enough the Holy Ghost and it keeps them clean. It keeps us satisfied. 
But he says, but in your body there's pores and there's openings and there's things. And that washcloth gets right down in the side, inside of them and scrubs them. The more you scrub, the more you scrub. Well, see, that's the fact that, 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 that's what God's people, that, that, that's what we're in now. If you want a ministry, if you, if, if you want a ministry, if God's called you into ministry or you want, I believe if you really want a ministry, God will call you into a ministry. If you really want to do so, it don't matter. It ain't a matter about your ability. It's if you make yourself available. Now look here. It ain't just going out there and preaching and making yourself available. If you do that, I believe if you're young and you just go out and set up on the street, you're going to have salvation and stuff. All right, and God will pour out His Spirit and He'll use you just beside yourself because you made yourself available. But you know, when you really get into things and you start knowing a little bit about the Word and you start revealing things to you and God starts talking to you, then you've got to make yourself available to Him. See, I'm at a place in my life, I've got to make myself and most of you are at a place in your life where you've got to make yourself available to Him. Because there's no doubt, I know enough Word, I can go out there and I can pray. I mean, that's what I told my wife the other day. I get, you know... I get disgusted sometimes or upset with my, you know, I don't, you know, sometimes I do with people, but I'm the head of the church at Fort Payne. I mean, you know, leader, if that makes any sense. God is the head, but, you know. So I take the responsibility of everything that goes on. If people leave the church, I feel like that's my responsibility. I mean, I'm responsible. If somebody don't come into the church, I feel like I'm responsible. I feel like I'm responsible to, to, Put my stamp of approval on somebody going out evangelizing or, or praying and getting, you know. And, you know, so I have a lot of disresponsibility. But God has begun dealing with me over the last few weeks or days, really, about these responsibilities. I, even though all of Brother Elder, even though I'm responsible for all of that, and many of you yearn not the pastor of the church, but you got jobs, you got family, and you got responsibilities. But even the responsibility in that, look here. If I'm in God's will and I do God's will, my responsibility is get before God. His responsibility is to do what He does. It's not my, re- I mean, I can fill the church up. All you got to do is just don't preach the kingdom. <laughs> Really, I mean, Sister Susie, that's the fact. I'm serious. All you got to do is really not get deep into the kingdom. Just get people saved and get them to, to fill with the Holy Ghost or get them experiencing God. I just call it the earnest of the Spirit. Get them a, a little bit of Holy Ghost where we can just wash it, wash it off, you know, like this with that bath soap and feel clean and we can feel, you know, we can smell good, uh, uh, man, and, and we can do all of the things. We can jump, we can shout. And let me tell you something, I can jump and touch my head on this ceiling when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me and I like that. And I can walk all of these pews and I love to sing those songs. Hallelujah, I love that. But let me tell you, this, ain't no song ever delivered me from sin. Ain't no song ever made me walk right. It's been the Spirit of God doing that on the inside of me. Even though that song might have sung, might have, I might have sung and I might have jumped the Spirit of God down. But somewhere my soul has got to be opened up and something's got to be birthed in me. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says we must be born again. 
in every avenue of your life. Oh, Lord, I didn't know you was going to take me there that fast. Ooh, is this my water right here? <laughs> oh, man, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I didn't come today to tell you whether you was born again or you're not born again or whether I'm born again. or It's not me. The Bible just, I just made a statement that Jesus said, marvel not that you must be born again. Hallelujah. There in the Gospel of John, hallelujah, he says, when Nicodemus comes to him, there in John 3, 3, Jesus told him, Sister Susie, he says, that a man just to see the kingdom of God, he must be born again. Just to see the kingdom. He didn't say to go to heaven. He didn't say to cast out devils. He didn't say, no. He said to see the kingdom of God. In that one statement, you must be born again. And Nicodemus, in a religious way, he probably had a measure of the Spirit that the Old Testament people had a measure of the Spirit. You know why? Because they didn't know those other Pharisees or those teachers come to Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. There was something on the inside of Nicodemus that he knew who Jesus was. There was a measure of the Spirit, all that he had. Come on, get your, get your fillers wet. Well, the Holy Ghost had not been given you. Yeah, the Holy Ghost had not been given. Jesus said that you should have rivers of living waters flowing from you. And, and they were going out doing signs and wonders. The devils were subject to him, and then Jesus, Jesus was talking about a spirit. Then he said, "Your he said you should have rivers of living water." And then in parentheses, it says, "The truth is, he talks about the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost has not been given yet, because Jesus has not yet been glorified. Jesus has not yet been made." He was the Christ, but he hadn't been made the Christ. Whether anybody understands that or not, everything hadn't been paid for. He was on his way. As long as he did what what the God, as long as he heard what God said, as long as he did, he was destined to be the Christ. That's what people can't understand, you know. But if something ain't been birthed in you, Hallelujah! You can't see that. There's a lot of people. And even once you see it, there's even more birthed and birthed. God does something in me ever all the time. Let me tell you something. The devil does something in me too. That's what people. That's what people don't tell you. That's what people. It, it might as well tell the truth. Where we're at. Tell the truth, Sister Susie. I spend more time on my knees saying, "God, I'm so unworthy of this. God, I struggle with this." I've just got Brother Elder. I just lay it all out to God. Might as well not try to hide it from him. He knows in any ways. I might as well get that washcloth out. I got to get that washcloth out and start admitting what God said. God, I mean, come on. I, 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 man, I, I got some stuff that, man, I just don't feel, man, my finances, God, I ain't never been the one. 
I've always went out and worked, and I got some, and I've always had money in my pocket, and I've always wanted to do, you know, I've always helped others, and now you got me in a place. I said, God, I want to go back. I mean, they, let me tell you something. I struggle with not working. You say, why? Well, one reason, I've worked for 25 years. I've always been dependent. Another reason, it's not that, I mean, I understand the blessing that the church helps me and gives the offer. I understand all of that. Uh, trust me, I work. I work. There's not a day since I've quit my job I ain't been at the church. There's not a day that I ain't mowing the grass, that I ain't painting, that I ain't doing, you know, that's just the physical stuff at the church. Then I'm trying to, I mean, really I did more physical work than I did praying. I ought to turn it around do more praying than do physical work. But that's just the way God does me. It's the way He talks to me. That's the way He, you know, I've got more, more, more messages mowing the grass than I have a lot of time. I mean, just sitting mowing, now that's me. That's me. But let me tell you something, it's getting harder and harder. It's getting harder, you know, it's getting harder and harder to, because I just don't want a message. I just don't want them. I got plenty of messages. had a preacher tell me, before you get out and go on your own, you need to have a year's worth of messages. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Man, I, I can preach. I ain't even preaching what God gives me right now. I mean, and I, you know, I stayed, I was at the church Thursday night till four in the morning. <laughs> because I had some things I knew it was going to be out of the way. I'm, 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 a, I'm a creature of, well, I am, I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit, but I am, I like things my way. I mean, I do things every way. I do things the same way. There's a way that I touch God the same way. Come on, I mean, that's just the way it is. Some of you like touching God. Well, what happens when God wants us to touch? What, he wants to reveal Himself to Him in a different way. What happens if He wants to reveal Himself to you, Sister Pat, in a different way? What, you know, I don't know. This may be your particular seat that you always sit in. And I'm not saying it don't really have nothing to do with you. It's just, just where we get comfortable. It's where, but, man, it's just uncomfortable to sit over there on the back, I imagine, ain't it? And it's not, that don't make you, make you bad because, look, I got a saint. I mean, look, I, I got a way I like to do things. That's the way I'm going to do it until God tells me you ain't doing it that way. Because when God speaks to me in that place, in the prayer that I know that He's speaking, then I know that God has spoke to me. But I'm learning to be freed up. I'm learning that my mind, Sister Lisa, I'm learning that my mind, I'm learning that there's two or three things going on where my spirit, you know, I've given myself to God. God has changed me. Hallelujah. There's things in my life that, that was in my life that are no longer in my life. I believe if I died right now that I'd go to heaven. I believe that. I believe that I'm secure in His, in his hands. I believe that God talks to me. I believe that God speaks to me. But I see a kingdom. I see a place that I don't possess, that I need to possess. I may have some power, but I just don't need power. I need dominion. What you got to understand, you can have power and not have dominion. Unless you have dominion, you don't have power over all things. And unless you have dominion, you have not man made perfect. Amen. 
Can I make a, just a statement? And that you wouldn't judge me for the statement, that you would think about this statement. Because let me tell you, I can tell when you throw fireballs at me. It won't hurt me. Because I've learned how to preach through it. I just don't really like upsetting. I'm a type of person don't. I, you know, Brother Matter, he really don't care if he upsets you. I just tell you the lie. I mean, he don't care. He'll tell you he don't care. I care. That just makes him, that makes his role, let me tell you something. Does that make his role greater or, my, or less than mine or mine less or greater? No. That just means that's what the, that's what, that's, that, that's his, that's what he's got to walk out with his own fear and trembling. That's the way that he can bust through the devil. That's the way, I mean, you understand, we need men and we need women like that. We don't need somebody that'll pet you all the time like Brother Mike will sometime. We need somebody that'll kick you in the rear. Somebody to hurt your feelings. You know why? So you can pray through over But now I can hurt feelings because I have. Not meaning to. The Spirit of God, I wouldn't hurt nobody for nothing and I wouldn't make you not like me for nothing because I, I like everybody mostly. <laughs> See, I'm not going to lie. I got this. I'm standing behind a pulpit. I don't love everybody. Come on, you can say it. That don't mean it. Might as well tell the truth. There's some revealing of the Spirit of God. There's some areas of my life I need to be born again in. But I don't have the fullness. I believe, I believe when we're totally... Uh, I believe I got the Spirit of God. I believe I've been baptized in the Spirit of God. And every what has been ready for God, that I've made ready, that I've plowed up that fallow ground, and that I have allowed God to take from me and fill me with, He's filled me up to that measure. No more, no less. That don't... <laughs> See... With just a little bit of, this is what people don't understand. And, and God is showing me, and I don't truly, I, I can't understand all the way of it because I'm still carnal. I'm trying to get rid of this carnal mind, ladies and gentlemen. When I get rid of this carnal mind, then, and the people tell me, well, you can't do that. You'll be like Jesus. What are we praying for? Do you, what do you say? I mean, come on, I mean, this. Does it not make so perfect sense? We're asking Christ to come forth in us to uh, be made like Him. Christ be formed in me. Is that not this? Who prays that? I mean, I pray it every day. Let Christ be formed in me. Is that not what we're supposed to? Is He not our example? What an example! Is something that you. I mean, if you give an example to somebody, if you follow that example, you, the answer is that example, whatever that, 2 plus 2 is 4. Anyway you add that, 2 plus 2 is 4. Well, the answer is 4. That's Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be getting. If we do what He tells us to do, if we allow the Spirit of God, that, that, anything short of that is, is, is not using that example properly. You understand? Or time take a shortcut. Or we're refusing 
We're living beneath what we were designed to live on. And God's people were satisfied with the way we were satisfied. I mean, you know, we're not really satisfied because something in us is like this. I got this thing in me, the Spirit of God crying out, my Father, I just want to go this. But somehow this old flesh gets a hold of me. And I have one man on the inside of me doing like this. And I, I mean, I don't know if y'all feel this way. I'm beside myself sometimes. I got one man wanting to do this and another man, he just... And he hears everything. And he controls this man. He ain't supposed to have... This, this man that's not listening to the Spirit of God ain't supposed to have control over the man, over the Spirit, man, over God. How many of you override the Holy Ghost? But yet we're full of the Spirit. No. You're full of the Spirit that you give to you. You're full of the Spirit that you allow God to fill you and allow God to use you and allow God to move through you. And what you don't want to do, you just don't do it. And that part, you ain't full of the Spirit. You're full of self. You're full of carnality. We're, and that ain't, look, that don't mean you're sinning. You know, we're not, we're not committing. Look here, I don't think I need to come in here and come. You know, well, I know I don't because God ain't bringing it out. Preaching on adultery and fornication, lying, cheating, stealing. I don't, you know, really I don't think nobody in here is doing that. Because trust me, there's somebody in here doing it. I preached the whole revival. Hallelujah. I preached on the kingdom, but I put fornication and adultery and pornography and all that to death too. <laughs> I'm asking my wife, well, reckon why that's coming out. <laughs> you know? Of course, you know, you just hate, you just, you know. But what God wants us to be, let me tell you something. Pastor said something. Well, that prophecy said something, or me and Pastor have been talking, I don't know if he really, I was kind of meditating, I was listening to what he was saying, but yet I was trying to just meditate too on God while I was sitting there. But let me, let me, let me make something clear to you today. The devil is your enemy. He's your, I always say this, it messes people up, he's a good devil. He's good at what he does, Sister Pat. I'm simple. I'm country. Y'all just thought y'all was country up here in the Appalachian Mountain Range. We country where I come from. <laughs> so we just, I just say how my little, I'm not educated, I'm not sophisticated, but the devil's a good devil. He's good at being a devil. He knows what works me. And he pushes them. But let me tell you something. If we settle, Sister Susie, for in, I mean, we can't just settle for having some power in our life. We can't just settle for having the power to cast out some demons and to heal the sick. I mean, look, some people's ministry, that's all that's built up around, and that is a good thing. I'm not saying that ain't a good thing. But if we settle for anything less than dominion, over the devil. The dominion in our life, in our everyday life, the devil will all, there'll always be a cancer spirit that you can't cast out. Or there's a money spirit that you can't 
put subjected under. You understand what I'm saying? You may get some of them. There might be a deaf spirit or a blind spirit. You can't. They might be a lust spirit. They might be a fornication spirit. They might be a spirit of nicotine. All the come on, all of these things that you will not be able. Look here. God can. You can be fasting and praying and sanctifying yourself and giving yourself a God and 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 giving yourself as a living sacrifice to God, which is good. I mean, my Lord, that's what God calls us to do, to be a living sacrifice, right? <laughs> but just because you're a living sacrifice, look, you can sacrifice some things. King Saul sacrificed some things, but he didn't do what God said. I mean, I can sacrifice and sacrifice. I can, I, I can, I mean, I can fast. I can pray. I can do without. I can leave my family. I can do all of these things, and that's sacrificing, brother, elders, and, and you know, and God may honor some of our sacrificing, but that doesn't mean you get more power in the spirit. Oh, brother, my! Only way you get more power in the spirit is you open your is by your sacrificing. You let go. You're supposed to kill. The, the Bible says mortify the deeds. They don't say you know even when you, as you make yourself a living sacrifice, you abstain from something by your power. And then it says that you mortify the deeds of the flesh. You kill them. You kill them. You put it to death. And when you put that to death by the Spirit of God, something goes in you. Something's birthed in you. There's a seed that takes hold of you. And that seed will grow. And that thing that has been giving you problem has been put to death. And you can have power or dominion over it. We're settling for a little power of restraint, but not dominion. Why do you think, people? I don't believe in backsliding. No, I don't believe in backsliding. Hallelujah. If you get in here and get the real Holy Ghost on the inside of you to a measure, it'll keep you. Brother Mike, you ain't ever went back in sin. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But look where I'm at today. Hallelujah. Because I kept pushing. I kept going. Yes. I've always got an advocate with the Father. That's step one or two in salvation. Hallelujah. The Bible says I ain't supposed to sin, but if I do, I got an advocate with the Father. He's always a way back. That provision's been made, but that's been preached. Hallelujah. And preached and preached and preached. Sister Susie, you've been in this long enough. Or not be telling you if you sin, hallelujah, that you got an advocate with the Father. You already know that place. You ought to have that place knelt down. Now, ain't saying when we get babes in here, the message will change. Some. See, everybody's afraid to ask people to come to church because the kingdom's being preached. Let me tell you something. I preach the kingdom. You can ask my wife. I preach the kingdom to people down there in Coleman, Alabama. They believe in the rapture. Guess what? I didn't preach on the rapture. I didn't tell them whether I believed in the rapture or not. You know what I told them? I got an answer for that. Through the Scripture, I got an answer for the rapture. And people get so mad at me, but this is the only answer I'll ever give you. You know what the Bible says? You're going to endure the end. People ask me, he says, well, is that post, mid, or pre? 
I said, wherever the end is. Where we at? I don't know where we're at. I ain't God. But I believe we're going to endure the end. I don't make that I don't make that my doctrine. I don't make that my worry. There's some endearing to the end. Boy, they get so mad. Well, Brother Mike, you ain't telling me. Post, mid, or pre. I said to whenever the end is. What do you not understand? The word says to the end. Well, I was taught this, and the church is this. I said, well, I, well whatever. Whatever you believe, you believe it. One of us going to be right, and one of us going to be wrong. But we're not arguing over it. I'm not arguing with you whether you're going to be baptized, whether it's right to be baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which I, I know, Sister Pat, it's right to be baptized in the name of Jesus. But when I was Baptist, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and I was just as saved as I would when I turned Pentecostal. I really believe that. But God revealed that to me. The baptism of the whole, of baptism in Jesus' name, He revealed that to me. He told me that, and I understand it. And I know it. There's no argument about it. But I understand the Bible says this, people. When much is known, much is required. Now I'm fixing to turn this around on y'all Pentecostal people. If you're religious, I'm turning it around on you. It's not your job to beat it through my head I got to be baptized in Jesus' name. It's your job because much is known, much is required to discern where I'm at and whether I can understand it or not because if I can't understand it, hallelujah, it ain't going to do you no any, any good. You're just going to make me mad. And the Bible says if you offend a brother, he's harder to win than he is if you don't, than a city. So if I offend you, I can throw it out the window. Paul said at one time when he was going to pray for this man that he perceived or he discerned that this man could be healed. But yet we're just supposed to pray for everybody. That's what I thought. You say, Brother Mike, you ain't supposed to pray for everybody. Look, I struggle with it. If you come up here and you stand in this line and you want prayer, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe and I'm going to do, I'm going to reach out to God because I think that's my job to do that. I think that God may change me. Pastor may disagree with me. Guess what? This is where I'm at in God. He may know, he may know more about God than I do. But I still got to walk it out my way till God shows me and changes me. I'm going to pray for everybody that comes up. And y'all going to talk about Brother Mike about not having the power because you didn't get healed. But that's okay. Because I know I ain't got everything in God. They don't nobody get mad at Sister Pat when she don't get healed she comes up. They don't nobody say she ain't got the power of God in her. And you guess who this fault is? <laughs> Brother Mike didn't have what it took to deliver
Well, if that preacher had had what he had, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be smoking. I wouldn't be committing adultery. I wouldn't be fornicating. I wouldn't be struggling. My feelings wouldn't be hurt. Because the Bible says that the anointing will destroy the yoke. And I was yoked up and I was bound. Well, I believe somewhere it says in the Bible that if, we, if I was to pray for you, and I'll paraphrase, because I can't quote Scripture just like Pastor does. says in there, Sister Susie, that if I pray for you, that you can free, for your, free yourself. I believe that's in, Sister Lisa quotes that scripture all the time. Uh, it's in Timothy, right? Second Timothy. It says that, that the devil takes people at his will. Takes people captive at his will. And it tells me to be praying for them. That they can rescue themselves. So let me tell you something. When you learn how to rescue yourself, Sister Susie. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of God's people. They want a man or a woman anointed. They want somebody to bombard the heavens for them. Pray them out of their trouble. See, uh, their loved ones, their sick ones. Hallelujah. And yes, we'll do that. Well, that that's my calling. I'll do that. I'll labor for that. I'll give it all I got. But you know what? It, if you can look back in the world and something, you know, there's a saying in the world that says if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you'll teach a man to, to fish, he'll eat for a life and he can feed his family. Hallelujah. So come on. Why does everybody get so upset when we try to teach people how to fish? We try to teach people how to pray so you can feed yourself, so you can free yourself. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get to my notes now. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let me tell you something. The Lord spoke to me. And I was getting ready for this. And I've had this on. Look here. This has been a lot of pressure on me. I feel so good now. It's just like, I'm done in it now. <laughs> well, see, that's that warp. That's what people don't understand. That's a warfare. The Lord spoke Wednesday night that there's a haze that goes over. There's a haze that goes on. When you start trying to bring out this kingdom, you start feeling resistance. You may not be hating on me, but you know what we feel up here? We feel hate, not from you. But you understand, it's in there. You understand, you understand. That's that's kingdom of heaven suffer violence. But the violence got to take it by force. Oh man, the devil even give you enemies in the church. And it really ain't your enemies. But see, you got to know. There's people in the church. Most people in the church, I get, I, well, We get spirited by them. Up here we get spirited by them. They don't even know it. They don't know it. You, I want to go to them. I want to go to them and say, reset. <laughs> yeah, I guess pastors told that before, hadn't he? Here about the reset button on the back of the head. If you hit somebody hard enough on the back of the head, it'll reset. 
You know, you won't, you know, because you know they don't mean it. You know they don't, just something, something relit. Look, let me tell you something. I've been there. I've, look here. Uh, come on. Uh, come on. I ain't no, look, uh, me, me and Brother Mark Waldrop. He's a brother down at Jasper, Alabama. And I love going there and preaching and sitting under him. But, but me and him, we're just, we're, we're just, you know, we're just a, just got such a kindred spirit. And, you know, we just talk. And I'm like, well, the Lord, you know what the Lord told me? Just to be real and just to be honest. Because a lot of people just ain't... What I mean honest, I don't mean people up here lying. What I mean is honest. When we mean honest, it's the way it is. What you see with Brother Mike is what you get. I don't try to put on. I too try to restrain myself sometimes from being just the idiot. But <laughs> what you see is what you get. That's me, Sister Pat. What you see is what you get. What I believe is what I believe. But... I said, God has told me to be real to the people. In other words, being real, that's what God told me. He said, what I struggle with, I'm going to point it out to you. I'm going to be real. See, because God spoke to me and He said, a lot of people, they got these men and women of God way up here on this pedestal in God over them. Look, I ain't over you. I may be in a position on this earth, you know, as a pastor of a church, and that's a position to guard the flock or to shepherd the flock. But it's a body ministry. You know what I pray every service? You know what I pray? Even though I get a message, my, my every service God speaks to me, and I want to preach because the preachers is there. But I, 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 you know, there's so many times I say, God, I don't want to preach today. You know what I want you to do? I want you to bring forth the fivefold ministry. I want somebody else to just get, get the Holy Ghost on them and preach. I want somebody else to, to, to lay hands on somebody and deliver somebody. I want, the, I want some, the God to take a hold of the pianist and, and man, her just sing the songs of Zion and, and heaven comes down. In this five-fold minutes, you know why? Because that's the perfecting of the saints. That's the baptism of the Spirit. That's being you being born into a place into your calling. And I'm going to say this. And I, you know, I've been walking all around this, but God ain't going to let me walk around this anymore. I'm tiptoeing and tiptoeing. There's a song I remember, tiptoe through the tulips. That's what I've been doing, tiptoeing through the tulips, not to hurt nobody's feelings. But I think I've, I've introduced myself long enough that I, you know I don't want to hurt your feelings. Hallelujah. But the Lord, hallelujah, spoke to me. Hallelujah. About three or four weeks ago, and he began, he told me what message to preach here today. And he told me to come, and he come and told me to tell everybody here today to cast out the bondwoman and her son. Hey, let me tell you what that bondwoman is. Hallelujah. That's your carnal mind. That's your flesh. That's what keeps you enmity with God. Not that, no, look here. You got power over the sin. Devil destroy sin in your life. Amen. He destroyed sin in your life. You do not have to sin. In a Christian's life, he does not have to sin. Look, the very, even if you do sin, you got an advocate. That's power. You understand? Even if you see, even if you do sin, God made provision. Sin is out of the question. Child, people of God should be overcoming sin. Sin.
it should be under your feet. Even though it ain't, you got to realize why it's not. It's because of your carnal mind. It's because of your desires. It's because you got, hallelujah, you got an Ishmael seed in there. There's a seed of the promise, and that was Isaac, hallelujah. Well, my God, it was Isaac, but, but yet the flesh, what was born of the flesh? We got flesh in us, Sister Susie. We got flesh. I, got, I don't know about y'all. I like to preach to myself. I don't make people mad when I step on my own toes. I got something in me that's all the time wanting to kick against what I'm supposed to do in God. So the best that I can figure out, Sister Susie, I got two people inside of me. I got a promised seed, which is an Ishmael seed, which was born of me, hallelujah, in the Spirit of God. And when I was quickened together with Christ, this cried out, my Father, that this is the right way, and it's trying to get a hold of my carnal mind, so all I can hear is what God is saying and what God is saying clearly. When not, you see, I can hear God. But how many times have you heard God? And me and Sister Gail, I'll just rat out on her. I was over at her house the other day uh, uh, and uh, giving her something and her neighbors come up and this man has got cancer, liver cancer. And I was there, I was, you know, I was, I was there to just to do what I had to do for Sister Gail, go home and get ready for this. So I'm there and she's like, well, I just feel like, well, won't you pray for them? They drove, won't you go up there and pray for them? Here they went... You know, she said, won't you go up there and pray for my neighbor? Then they went by. Okay. Here I am. We was already talking about praying for them, didn't they? By coincidence, drove by, I reckon. You understand? Just by coincidence, they drove by. Okay. I was already, well, okay, I'll pray. Okay, I'll pray for them. I said, well, are they believers? No. Not, I mean, you know, I think they believe in God, but they're not, you know. So I'm like, okay, I'll pray for them. You know how we are. Come on, don't you tell? Don't you get religious on me? Everybody, they go to well. I'll, I'll pray for them. Back in your mind, I can tell you what it's saying. It ain't gonna do no good. I prayed for them fifty times before. Maybe if they'd get down on their hands and knees and submit themselves to God, maybe I could do something. You don't think that way? Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to the Holy Ghost. There was people in the book of Acts, they lied to the Holy Ghost, got struck dead. Ain't no fear of God no more in the house of God. We lie to God all the time, and then we... <laughs> we just don't tell big lies to Him like we act, like we think we tell big lies. Come on. Pastor, I'm glad you called prayer, and we're going to be here to pray. They're telling the truth all the time. I don't even tell the truth all the time when I think about that. God tells me, God, God, I'm glad you. You know, you tell everybody, boy, I'm glad God, you know, but in the mind, that fled. I'm talking about what really, that's really you. That part that's enmity against God is really you. It's not what you're supposed to do, but it's you. That's the part. I don't know about you. That's the part of me I'm trying to get born again, trying to get birth so I can turn the fullness of Christ. That's me. That, that's me. I'm going to heaven. If there's a rapture, I'll be right beside them. If they ain't, I'll still be here enduring. 
But as long as there's a place on this earth for me, and as long as there's a God in heaven, I don't think everybody's going to dethrone Him, then I believe that I can reach perfection. Until my mind gets perfected, I am not like Him till I have the mind that He has. I may, look here, I may can do without sin, I may can restrain, I may can, the, the Bible says, for us to lay every sin and weight that so easily besets us aside. But the Bible said you couldn't, if He wouldn't have told you to do it, if you couldn't do it. So it, we can do that. We can lay it all aside, but can we become perfect, not without His Spirit? Laying aside every weight and sin does not make you perfect. That makes you disciplined. Spirit of God is what makes you perfect. And perfect don't have an evil thought. Perfect can love your brother and love your enemy as thyself. That's perfect. Jesus did. I'm not sure I could go to the cross for... I could go to the cross probably for some sinners more than I could some church people. And y'all all feel the same way. And we're supposed to be brethren. And the Bible says that I'll know you. You know, they'll know you because you love the brethren. But yet we're supposed to have love. I mean, you come on. This is, the, this is the pastor of the church telling you I don't have the love of God that I should have. So I ain't made been perfect in love. So there's places in my life that I don't have dominion. But Jesus had dominion. Let me tell you something. When Jesus came out of that garden, He had dominion, I believe, over His flesh. And because he had, look here, we try, this is the whole thing, this is the whole thing, this is what God told me, and I guess I can read my scriptures, but I may not. But, but, but the Lord told me as long as there's any flesh inside of you, you cannot, you won't have total dominion over the devil. We can't, as long as Jesus said, when the prince of this world come, he can find nothing in me. When Jesus come out of that garden, I didn't say he's the fullness of God. I said he had dominion over his flesh. He could cast down every evil imagination. They, even though they come to him, he cast them down. He couldn't find nothing. That's why he stayed in the, in the garden a lot of times all night and woke up early and all day preparing himself for the day. Whatever come to him, he, you know, he would pray. And whatever he was supposed to do, it wouldn't by chance. God was beginning to show him. He was beginning to show. You don't tell me that God don't visit you and tell, tell you what's coming up days before. God visits me all the time with something. He'll visit me in a dream. He'll visit me in prayer. He'll speak to me something through the Word and tell me what's going to come before me. In other words, what? he's trying to warn me about is look this is coming get control of it right now if you get dominion over it today tomorrow you'll have dominion over it we see we try to have dominion over devils we try to have dominion look here we try to make ministries out of praying for the sick we try to make ministries out of prophesying which is all good and I believe in that but my God we need to make a ministry we need to make a ministry of a priesthood and let me tell you something we need to become kings and priests the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force where did Jesus say the kingdom of heaven was? Within men. So in other words, when we get, we, we, op, we operate in a carnal mind, we don't even see it. Because we say we're baptized and filled with the Spirit, but that carnal mind is still there. And when the Spirit begins to tell us to pray for somebody, we see, we don't, we don't believe that, we don't believe that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. We really don't believe it. 
We believe it with our mouth. We believe it with our mind. But let me tell you something. Part of your soul was your mind. That's what people don't even tell you. Jesus, the Lord spoke to me about three years ago. And I said it in the church. The Lord said that people's minds going to get saved. I didn't know what he was saying. But I remember about three or four, it might have been longer than that, it might have been four years ago. God said, I mean, Jesus, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm fixing to save people's minds. And I really, you know, you look up that word souls, old sorcerer, that's, that's body, soul, and mind. I don't, I don't want to be just, I just don't want to be satisfied. Let me tell you something. I'm a third saved if I'm only saved for my soul. Let that sink in a minute. I'm not challenging anybody. I'm just saying you're just third saved. You're not, you're not, you're not. You, you soul, if you're just happy with your soul going to heaven, that's good. That's right. I mean, you know, if that's all I can get, I'm happy with it. But that ain't what all I can get. I got a promise. I got a promise to be like Jesus. I got a promise that I can have dominion. I got a promise that this flesh don't have to rule in me because as long as my flesh is ruling in me, there's enmity with God and there ain't no enmity in God. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. And I got two people. We got two people living on the inside of us trying to make masters of us. And whom you yield your members to, who you yield your thought to. This is the member. This right here is the member you got to get under control. This right here is the hardest thing. The only thing will bring this under control is prayer. Hallelujah. Look here. Fasting won't bring this under control. You can bring your hunger under control by fasting. But this mind has got to be, you got to have your mind renewed day by day. You got to have that in prayer. This is where that mind of Christ has been revealed in you. This is what God has got to put in you. It's nothing you can do. It's God that's got to be doing. How do you got to do it? You got to make yourself available. It don't matter. It don't, you don't have to jump. You don't have to shout. You, you know, you don't have to do any of those things like that. You don't have to cry. You can just be in a place in the spirit and the spirit coming down and beginning to change your mind, change your thoughts. You got to learn how to elevate your thought and get to a place where Jesus is. Hallelujah. You got to get to a place where it's, you know, Jesus thought like this. His mind thinking was that he thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. You think you're going to be like Jesus? You, you just, oh, I've heard them, had them tell me. What the problem is, the brother Metter is, he thinks we're going to be like a, little, a whole bunch of little Jesuses walking around here. Well, what are we? You answer it. You answer the question. What are we supposed to be like? You answer it. Don't put it on me. You answer it. Are you supposed to be little Jesus that's walking around here? Or not? I mean, are we? Are we? That's my question today. That's, that's, that, that, this, that's the kingdom message. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to have all power and all authority. Not in ourselves, but in Him. Hallelujah. See, the carnal mind, what you don't understand, and the devil uses it so much, and we're so religious we don't understand it, is what, what you get to saying is that carnal mind. We don't even know it. Because we got the Holy Ghost. 
See, there's a mystery of iniquity working. That's what we don't understand. It's a mystery. In other words, you don't understand it, but the Spirit of God understands it. The Spirit of God knows how to control iniquity. We can control. I mean, we got power over the sin. Uh, Jesus come, and what did He do? The Son of God was ma- the Son of God was manifested for this purpose. Was for what? Destroy the works of the devil, right? The devil can't do nothing to you if you're in Christ, or can he? If I have this mindset in Christ, look, that's not necessarily. Here we go. Like I said, mind, body, soul. A lot of people. I've lived it. Sometimes I, sometimes I revert back to it. I'm just a third saved. Like I said, that's what I tell myself, Sister Susie. Are you going? You know, when I get the feeling like uh, 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 that, that I can't do nothing, when I don't have no power, I said, "Well, you going to be?" I look at myself in the mirror. I, I just imagine a mirror, and I say, "You going to be third saved today, or you going to be all the way saved?" You make your mind up. You know, that's what I have to tell myself. Okay, if I'm going to be saved today in my spirit, and, and, and you know, then I'm going to be saved in my health, my body today. It don't matter what I feel like. There ain't nothing going to stop me from serving God. See, Sister Susie, you could have easily, you know, I'm sure when you had that cancer that the devil did, I mean, you, you talk about, I, I ain't never had cancer, so I can't say I'd be in your uh, shoes you know, on the cancer aspect, but you know, the, the, they talk about a mind. You talk about a warfare of the mind. I have warfares of my mind. I can go to bed at night. My wife will say, what you thinking? I say, what do you mean I'm thinking about something? She goes, because I hear you. I sit on the couch. I'm thinking. I'm constantly thinking. I constantly have to pull down strong. I constantly have to do this. I constantly, constantly. What should I be thinking? Does that, you know, you know, I got this thing. I want to buy a house. I got so much money. This is my thing. After I quit my job, I got so much money. And, I, and we, you know, I got a house. But I'm trying to buy, I want to buy another house. And I ain't going in debt. That's what, my, that's what I'm telling myself. I ain't going in debt. I don't know what God wants me to do. But I'm saying, God, I don't want to go in debt, you know. But anyway, and I'm renting this house. And I really want this house because, I mean, really, I mean, I guess what it has to do with is I just want my wife to have a place to live. It ain't but a mile from the church. It's great. I mean, it just feels like home, and we're renting it. And, you know, and I got so much money. And I believe God said he's going to give me favor. This is the whole thing. God said he's going to give me favor with this man to buy the house. So here I am, wondering all the time, am I going to have enough money to pay for this house? If God said, let me come on, if God said He's going to give me favor with this man, why I got to worry about how much money I got? We'll say, well, Brother Mike, that's only natural. You got to have... That's right. But Jesus sent them down there. We're just, oh, we don't have no money to pay these taxes. I don't have the money for this house. Jesus said, go down there to the fish's mouth and get what you got to get out. Right. you saying that, 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 that you go down there and pull. I don't know. Well, I don't know how I'll get it. Well, we got to try to figure all that out. You know, that's part of it. That's part of carnality. We're trying to figure all this out. And we're, God, what, you know, 
seeking first the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness and all of these things that the Gentiles seek shall be the houses will be given to oh God God ain't going to give you no house I don't know how he'll give it to me look if, if I have to pay for it and I got enough money he'll still give it to you understand Try quit trying to figure God out that's our problem. We, we try to figure God out and, and we let our Holy Ghost operate in a carnal realm. <laughs> and that carnal minded in Sister Susie, that's that Ishmael seed. It, it, the, the, the Bible says, hallelujah, there in Galatians, he says that the, uh, that, uh, that the child of the flesh will always be making war with the child of the promise. I believe we got a seed in us. I believe I got a seed in me. But I see that carnal mindedness waking war, man. But you know, if you read it in Genesis there, it says he's going to be a wild man. Well, I don't know about yours, but mine's a wild man. My Ishmael seed's a wild man on the inside of me. And somehow, i get, I got to get a hold enough Holy Ghost because he ought not be like that. i got to get more of God living inside of me. i got to get more of him to, to, to put that thing at bay. i got to make war at him. The kingdom of heaven on the inside of you, which is in your carnal mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why all of you know, why, why you feel a haze? Why don't you think why you can't pray when you go to pray? You know why you don't? Let me tell you. I know the reason. There's no. <laughs> the reason that we don't want to come and pray. Really, we all want to come and pray. We really do. You know, that spirit, the spirit in us that's crying, Abba, Father, wants to be close with God, wants to have that. Right? But my Lord, there's such a warfare. We don't say it yet. We don't know it. You, you just be truthful with yourself. Every time before you get on your knees, you're like, oh, you want, oh I know God's going to do something. But my God, there's going to be a fight. I just don't want to fight this today. What if I can't feel it the same way I feel it? What if I don't get broke through like I want to get broke through? What if I, come on, we've all said it. Hallelujah. What if I can't cry today? If I don't feel those tears of brokenness, if I don't feel, that means God ain't, I'm tired of not feeling that and God ain't doing it. No, no, no. Go. Go. Seek you first the kingdom of heaven and all of its righteousness. Hallelujah. Endure that hardness. Endure those spirits. My God, that's putting up that force again. Tear them down. Tear them down. Rome wouldn't build overnight. Come on that's earthly saying, hallelujah. My God, hallelujah. The Soviet Union didn't fall overnight. It took years and years, hallelujah. The devil ain't going to fall overnight, hallelujah. But we got to keep pressing and keep pressing and keep pressing. And the kingdom of God, it is at hand. It's right before us. This flesh. Brother Cromer preached a message at the church and he said that the carnal minds that God was going to allow us to put our carnal mind was going to have subjection over our carnal mind. I've had preachers all I've been preaching about the kingdom tell me you'll never have power over this carnal mind. That's a lie. That's a come on devil. That's a lie. Quit telling. Quit letting them tell you. I don't care how anointed they are. I don't care. If, if, if they tell you, well, brother my, sister Monty, you're always going to struggle over that. You need to look right in their face 
And you say, well, I'll do respects. Brother, you're a liar. You can't do that. The Word of God says, let the Word of God be truth and let every man be a liar. Hallelujah. And if Je- did, Jesus- did Jesus have his carnal mind under subjection, yes or no? Does the Bible say that we cannot that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us? We can do all things but keep this carnal mind under subjection. Well, the reason you can't cast out some devils is because you got something talking to you, telling you you can't have dominion over it. Well, no, I don't talk to me. You just don't, you just can't see it. Oh, we're going to go pray and it ain't going to do any good. Oh, God. Come on. How many times, how many times have you thought that? You thought that you might as well say, I thought it and you thought it. Admit it. But the problem is, hallelujah, I always use this as an analogy. If you're an alcoholic, you know, they got that program that you go through. The first thing you got to stand up. Who wants you? You know, you say, I'm Mike Harris, and I'm an alcoholic. That's what you would say if you come in that thing. you got to admit it. Here's where you ought to come to the church. I'm Michael Harris. i got trouble with lust today and money. And I just can't believe you, God. Sometimes I can't believe. Why not? Well, you can't talk to God like that. He's not a friend that's sticking closer to you than a brother. Well, let me tell you something. Do we not have a high priest that feels the feelings of our infirmities? I don't know what you understand what an infirmity is. Infirmity is your weakness. So he already knows you have weakness. He just wants to know whether you got, and you know whether you got weaknesses. Does that make you less in God? No, that makes you more in God. That makes you reliable on God and not reliable on self. That's a problem. We get a little bit of the Holy Ghost and we, we, think, we, rely on, we think that we're relying on self. We turn that Holy Ghost into self. I do. You may not. I do. The Lord told me, cast it out. Cast that because that, that, that seed, that, that, that seed of that bondwoman that's a, and that son, they, they cannot inherit this kingdom of heaven. It can't be birthed into this kingdom. Hallelujah. So what I'm telling you today is there's some parts of me, there may be some parts of me that, 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 that have been birthed into a kingdom, Sister Sue. There may be parts of me. I just say it like this, you know, because I don't have a fullness of understanding, but I do know what God is talking to me about. I do know what He's showing me. I, I, see, I see what we can become. I see that in the fullness. I don't know how to... I, I, he's leading me into the fullness of truth. And the more I get baptized in the Spirit, the more I can see this kingdom. It opens up and I'm not seeing. You know, some things I see darkly. You know, Pastor, a lot of times he sees things more clearly than I. But if I don't have his eye, I can't see it. You understand? If I don't have his eye, if I don't have his knowledge, just like it, look, you talk about people hate change. I told them at the church. I said, I don't know what y'all griping and mumbling about change for. I've seen more change in my life trying to serve God than any of y'all have. 
just fast. I'd raise a little Baptist boy. Once saved, always saved. Filled with, the, filled with the Spirit of God when I went to that altar. And I was going to ride the cloud with heaven with Peter and John and all them. That's the way I thought. And I was happy in it. Let me tell you something. You think, and, I, and God's been working with me on this. Pentecostal people, they're the most un- unhappiest people I've ever seen. I mean, you say, well, Brother Mike, I'm happy. No. See, you got something on See, look here. When you get the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God, you get more than earnest. You get, I'd say, I'll use it like this. You get baptized in the Holy Ghost and you can speak in tongues or, or, you, or you don't speak in tongues, but I mean, you got a revelation of the Holy Ghost and it's leading and guiding and you give in to it. It starts revealing things. He's a reprover of sin. And it starts reproving sin. It's, you know, doubts and unbelief, sin. That's where place of the church is at now. Like I said, we're at the church. We're at a place where doubt and nothing. We pressed and pressed. You know, we, we oh, come on. We don't, we don't got. I mean, Lord, we don't go to ball games. We don't, we don't watch TV. We can't go to restaurants where they serve alcoholic beverages because we're living sacrifice. We wear our hair down to our ankles. We don't wear short sleeves because it says not to in the Bible. <laughs> Thinking that gives us more power with God. I don't believe it. I don't believe that, Sister Pat. I don't believe that gives us more power with God. Only thing gives you more power with God is like Sister Lisa says, spirit in, flesh out. You got to be spirit in, spirit out. You got to get the spirit in, get the flesh out. So all things going through you is those rivers of living water flowing in and out of us. You know, I talked about John three. <laughs> oh Lord, I got to read this. Y'all okay with this? Me reading some scripture now? I preached two and a half hours to those people down there in Coleman and they only used to 15 minute services. Then couldn't get them to leave after that. Couldn't get them to leave, Brother Elder. This is not even how I'm going to preach this. I got two pages. I'm supposed to cover all these scriptures, but I ain't going to be able to. John 3, 3. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, and say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except. A man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. And ever since thirst, I mean, uh, three weeks ago, God had just given me this about cast out this bond, and he's been in this scripture, and I told my wife, I said, I can't go preach that. I can't preach. I can't tell those people this. I can't. And I said, well, I just got to let God preach it. I got to obey God, what he's saying. I said, Cause, you know, I don't want to get up here and tell everybody they're not born again because I, I don't know where you're at in your life or your walk with God. I know where I'm at. And I know what the Word is trying to walk out. And but the Lord really began to deal in me. You know, everybody said, well, you got to be baptized in that water. Let me tell you something. Or baptized in the Holy the Bible. You know, we got a doctrine and men will tell you if you don't speak in tongues and you don't got the Spirit of God, you ain't none of His. Well, let me tell you something. How can you speak in tongues, leave the pulpit, cheat on your wife, and have the Holy Ghost? supposed to be having the Holy Ghost. What kind of Holy Ghost is that? The Bible says what's born of the Spirit is Spirit. And it says what's born of the flesh is flesh. So I'm not arguing that we ain't all, that you ain't had some experience in the Spirit and been birthed in the Spirit in some areas of your life. But they still a lot of... But I'm going to tell you something. I stand in the face of any preacher and I stand in any face of any man and woman that says that they've been born again, born in the Spirit of God, and they go out and they, 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 they take the piano's wife or they cheat on their wife and just say, I made a mistake. I don't believe that. If, you're, if, you, if you can take that pulpit, hallelujah, and, you, and you're ordained of God. <laughs> you just don't come from the pulpit and slip in bed with another man's wife. I don't believe that. It's something been warring on you, something been working on you. You just ain't seen it. I don't believe it, Brother Mike. I'm telling you, I don't believe it. You can believe what you want. I don't believe it. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. And the Bible says what is born of God, that that seed stays in him. Does God do good work or does he do great work? See, halfway do work or does he do work all the way? You say, well, Brother Mike, they just wasn't saved. I, man. When I was Baptist, I really believed I was, I'm telling you. Let me tell you something, I go to church. Oh, God, I ought not tell them myself. Let me tell you, y'all going to laugh at me. <laughs> I got saved. Man, I walked right for a long time. Man, I still was in the world. We'd go, my, my church would take us to six flags. I was, going, I, I was going to the Baptist church, and they said something about the hair. I had my hair kind of long. They didn't like that, so shoot, I ain't going here. I went to the Methodist church. Didn't preach on my hair. But there's prettier girls there anyways. Come on, y'all, come on. All of these churches you go to, the Pentecostal people, they ain't, you know, the Pentecostal people, they got more of their flesh under subjection than the, uh, the, uh, than the uh, Baptist people. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this, and it's going to stir up some flesh probably. People will be mad at me. That's all right. It's the truth. Let me tell you something. When I was in the Church of God, the nominal church, and I knew all I did, God sent me there. God sent me and my wife there, and He taught me things about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. He taught me things. There's a lot of things that was right, and there's a lot of things that was wrong. 
I didn't know what was wrong until God showed me. When God showed me it was wrong, I got the heck out. And I ain't looked back. Went back one time trying to help them. I could have seen all of these things. I wanted to pray for people. God, I said, God, I'm fixing to pray for people. They said, no, you, if you pray for them, I won't help them. He said, because the head's messed up. The head's messed up. You can't help them. But let me tell you something. When I come into this, uh, <laughs> you know, this ministry, I don't know why we say that. Why we say it? Why don't we say it to the we believe like this now? You know, like we got something on God, like we got something pure on God, and we're just trying to find God just like everybody else. But in a come into what we're in now, begin to working with some people like this, and I thought, man, they're just going to be a perfect walk. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm telling you. This is for me. I thought, they, they got so much more God than me. They got so much more God than me. And I thought that. I thought that. Man, I'm thinking, man, they got it all. I got in the midst of this. And I'm like, well, I told my wife. I said, shoot, I just go back there. We had it bet. We had it just as good as they had it. For about, only thing that was different is, only thing that differs You tell you what, the only thing that's different in the Church of God church and most people that call themselves a Pentecostal church, you know, is they believe in Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost baptism. You believe in Jesus' name, and you don't believe in the rapture, and they do. That's it. Anything, I've been in it. I don't care what nobody said. I've been up there. I've been rubbing, I've been rubbing nodes with, with, with the ones. I've been in offices with people that's been on TV, that's on TVN. I've been in office with them. I don't believe nothing they have. I mean, but. That's the only thing different. The only thing different. But I see where the difference should be. The, I, I see that there's a lot of people they, 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 they've seen into this kingdom and God brought them into this kingdom but they did just like some of these other, some of the nominal church. They refused to go on in. They refused to press on in. They refused to push. It's too hard to push. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's a hard road to hold sometimes. Let me tell you something. This word almost made me leave Brother John's church, pastor's church. I told God. Let me tell you something. I'm like this. I'm, like this. I'm in the church. God, please take this burden off me. God, if you will release me from this church, I, I know, God, that you... I'm telling you, nobody... I mean, I'm telling you. God, release me from this. This is crazy. I know I'm born again. I know I'm born again. I've been told all my life I've been born again. God, these people, Lord, that... I mean, I got doors opening, man. I made friends, and they telling me I can come preach. God, God, release me from this. God, I know I'm supposed to be a pastor of a church. I know it. I'll go to Coleman where I know everybody. I got 15 people, God, and they said they'd come to my church. God, you help me. Come on, God, help me. You release me. God spoke to me. Y'all think this is this? I mean, this is serious. I mean, I'm crying out. God, you ever cried out? God, release me from this. God release me from this. It really ain't got nothing to do with Brother John. I just, I don't, you know, I just don't know if he's right. How can he be right? And all these other people be wrong. My God, hallelujah. I like these people. Yeah. 
God spoke. He said, Did I not call you and tell you? I said, Yes, sir. So Susan, I'm thinking I'm fixing to I'm fixing to get permission. God's fixing to give me permission to leave. Heck well, y'all. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna do it. you oh yeah. Woo! Brother Mike, you don't like us. That don't have nothing to do with it. You gotta understand. Some of you done prayed the same prayer I have. Y'all just won't stand up and tell it. Close your eyes, Pastor. How many people, now come on, how many, how many people be willing to say, God, release me from this? How many people have been really been able to say, release me from? And it, you know, say, Brother Mike, you're getting in the flesh. Sometimes you got to get in the flesh a little bit to get everybody else out of it. And God spoke to me, Sister Susan. He said, did I not send you there? I said, yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Because I've learned so much. Man, Lord, you've taught me how to pray. You've taught me to do this. Man, I've did battle. Man, you've got me ready, Lord. That's the way I talk to the Lord. Lord, you've got me ready to have this, to be a pastor, to be this church. This is, three or four, this is a long time ago. This is three or four years ago. Five, four years ago, I guess. I don't know. Five years ago. But uh, anyway, I mean, just warring. I didn't say nothing to Pastor. Man, I love Pastor. Me and Pastor got a good relationship. Everybody says, well, Brother John's so hard. Yeah, he's hard. Just accept it and find out. You know, this is, that's just him. A lot of people's funny. I'm funny. And he's hard. He ought not be that way. Well, maybe you ought to change. Why are you asking him to change? Maybe you ought to change. Maybe you just ought to deal with it. You know? I mean, that's the way I have to look at things. But anyway, I said, God. And he began to speak to me. He said, you don't think I knew when I sent you up here all this is coming? I said, well, Lord, I, I guess you did. <laughs> I guess you did, Lord. You knew all of this was coming. He said, you, he said now... He said, I'm going to give you what you want. You can do anything you want to do. But I sent you here, and I didn't tell you you could go. And here I am. <laughs> Stayed. Let me tell you something. I got some lots of good friends, and they got they're pastors of church. <laughs> Think Brother Mike gets to preach in that church? They supposed to be. They love you. No, they don't want to. They want to know. They only want to know what God gives me if they give it to them. <laughs> they don't want me to stay. And I, and if I've offended anybody today here, I'm sorry. If I've offended you and. I hope I've challenged you today. I hope I want to make you think that there's something more 
I mean, they, I mean, I want to be born into perfection. That perfection and dominion and rule. I got all. I got a whole bunch of definitions. God ain't gonna let me. I got, you know, Pastor. I, I, you know, he always gives y'all pieces of papers. I got a piece of paper I could give all of y'all. You know, I want to be just like him. That's what I bet. You know, other people. I hear them talk. <laughs> oh, brother Mike's gonna be just like brother Matter. <laughs> Brother Mike, he's trying to be just like Brother Meadow. I even had a man tell me, yeah, that's pretty good, but you sound like you got a lot of man's doctors in you. <laughs> he had told me. He was, high, he was so high-minded enough, he told me everything he knew was revealed of God. Man didn't teach him anything. I almost said, well, you a liar. Well, no, really, I couldn't. I couldn't say that because he ain't never said under nobody. He goes everywhere and everywhere preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. And everything that he has, he don't know that it's to fulfill your spirit of his flesh. Hallelujah. He just heard things preached. It's partly truth, but it ain't the truth. The truth is today is that you can live above sin and you can live above the devil. You can live above sickness and you can live above disease. You say, Brother Mike, hallelujah. You say, how can you say that? And Sister Susie had cancer. You saying something was wrong with her? There wasn't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> that sickness and disease was meant to stop her from being here today. But it didn't. See, you let a lot of people tell me, well, there's only black and white in God. And I used to think that. And people disagree with me, but that's okay because a lot of people disagree with me. I have found some gray areas in my life. Maybe God is black and white. Maybe God is black and white. But there's gray areas in my understanding, gray areas in my life. That makes me imperfect. That means I haven't been filled with the Spirit yet in the measure that I need to be filled. I still, you know, till I can come to that fullness, the Bible says that we have an unction to know all things. And like I was saying about me and Sister Gail, we were sitting there, and she was trying to get me to stay and just pray for it. And I was like, okay, I'll pray for it. You know, I'm just going to go pray, pray a simple prayer. Well, the guy gets out of the car. We didn't even know. We're still talking. I'm okay. I'm going to go pray. She walks up there and asks us, all right, well, the man has failed on the steps. He had failed on the steps because he was weak. So we picked him up, and I ended up praying with him. And as I was driving home, I started laughing. I sat in my seat, I'm driving home, and I'm like, God, we're so far from you, Lord. I said, because your scriptures tell me that I have the unction of the Holy One, I got an anointing to know all things. And you were sitting there trying to tell us to go up there. We should have been there when that man got out of the car. Come on. <laughs> you know, what, that's perfection. Jesus, was it wasn't a mistake that Jesus was there when that woman come at the well. You're putting too much on yourself. Putting too much on yourself. No, no, no. That's the problem. See, that's the problem. That's where you ain't best when your mind ain't been birthed at a place. No, that's what I used to th that's what I used to see. But God has changed me. God has changed the way I think in some areas. You know, I, I sister Susan, we put we're we're trying so much to be like that. And it's something that listen to what I'm saying. We cannot do that on our own. 
We cannot do that with the measure of the Holy Ghost that we got. Only thing we can do with the measure of the Holy Ghost that we got is what we're doing now. And sometimes I probably think that I really struggled using the Holy Ghost that's in me like it should, like I should. But you understand, there's more to God. There's more to Him. There's more to Him. I'm not going to let go. I don't have the fullness of God. And I, you know, the, the, for this last day, and we are in the last days, for this tribulation to come, hallelujah, you know, and all of this thing, and this trial, and these tribulations, and to die, you know, we talk about being dead and suffer with Him. You know, God ain't really revealed a whole bunch of that to me. I'm having trouble with just what I'm trying to do now. See, I don't try to over... God has taught me so much, Sister Susie, that my mind will burn. I'll, I'll strip a gear. And then I'm useless. So I quit. You know, I'm really reframing my mind. Quit stripping gears. What I don't know, what God don't reveal, I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it. I just put it on the ship, and then God pops me like when I'm driving down the road, see? Or when you're taking a shower, get the washcloth. And understand what he's saying to me. What I'm saying to us today is all of us, everybody in the sound of my voice, it comes from pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the pastor today. Hallelujah. I get to preach to him today. They sing. Oh, Brother Mike, you can't say it. Yes, I can say that. He'll say it. That's what he's preaching. The very things that we preach. I stood up in a pulpit and told everybody I didn't have the power of God that I needed. After service, somebody said, well, if you had the power, you know, that's showing you we don't got the power. I said, you ain't listening to the preaching? You're putting words in my mouth and I ain't saying you need to go back and get the tape. I'm telling you, we ain't got what it takes uh, to, to make it, to do what we say that we can do. Because I am trying. Sister Susie, let me tell you something. I prayed for you, you know, when you had that. Let me tell you something. If I had had the power of God living in, if I had the power, if I was where I'm supposed to I'll just put it on. If I was where I'm supposed to be with God, I'd have come prayed the prayer of faith for you and God would have healed you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you understand. I didn't go further than that. <laughs> if I'd have come prayed that prayer of faith for you, it didn't have nothing to do with you. Just I had power. I mean, I had power and dominion over it. When I did that, I could impart something to you, and you wouldn't have had to walk that out. I mean, I'm just saying. Look at it. Look at the big picture. I think we have to go through a lot of things, and I'm not saying. You know, I'm not. Well, brother Mike, just I hear it. I tell you, I can read people like a book. Let me tell you, that, that little ring goes off when I hear it. Brother Mike just challenged Sister Susie. She, he just said she just had to walk it out. I heard it. <laughs> but that ain't what I was saying. What I was saying. If we was where we was at in God, maybe we wouldn't have to walk things out like we got to walk it out. Maybe, 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 you know, if we'd realized where we really stood in God. Oh, here's going again. 
I'm not talking about you, Sister Susie. I just throw that out there. I know you ain't. Here it is again, what I'm thinking. <laughs> if we could really admit to where we're at in God, God wouldn't have to take us through these places to prove to us. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? There's a proving in us. I know the Bible says it's going to go through trials and tribulations. Jesus went through trials and tribulations. This mind thing, we've got to get this under control. We've got to cast out this bondwoman, this son, because it will not inherit as long as, as long as there's flesh in us. We will never completely inherit this kingdom of heaven. That's just the way I believe it. We're going to do great things before we inherit. We're going, we're going to operate in kingdom things before we get into the kingdom where He rules and where He reigns. The kingdom of God, is we've got to let God have His reign in us. When we let God have His reign in us, then all the power of God can flow through. I didn't say you had to have everything right. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Everybody says, well, when you get perfected, Brother John, then I know I can do it. That's, a, that's what I hear. When Brother John gets perfected, I'll see that somebody can do it. That ain't the way it works. That ain't the way it works. We all come into it. Perfection. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, I'm getting ready to close. So I can't lie. I feel like y'all understand what I've been preaching about today. I feel like y'all understand that we got a ways to go. Feel like you understand where I stand. I don't feel like that you think I'm challenging you, you know, about your salvation. There, it's not about salvation. Not that's not what I'm. Understand? I'm talking about the kingdom. Salvation is that is part of that, but I believe all of us in here are secure of our salvation. We're secure in it. I believe that. And I believe this. You know, you say, well, Brother Mike, you preach that. You got babes in Christ. Come in look here. Let me tell you something. God will give you a way to preach this exactly like they can hear it and like they can understand it. When I went down there to that church <laughs> in Coleman and preached this, it was just so. I only had one problem. I had this problem with this one woman. But when I explained it to her, she understood I didn't even know I hurt her feelings. My wife did, and somebody else did. She was going to. She come up behind. Somebody was going to lay hands on them, and I wasn't even talking to her. And I, I told her, the woman I was praying for, I ain't even going to lay hands on you. God's going to touch you. And she thought I was telling her, don't lay hands on her. Do and I wasn't even paying. I was in a realm. I, I get in a place where I don't. I'm just at a place. And that's the only problem I have. But man, I pre I preach just like I'm preaching today. In a sense, going further to God, and that we need something in God. We need to get. To, we need to take back this holy life and let God live in us, and God live through us, and get all these cares of life out of the way, and get about our. You know, I got a grandbaby. I got to get my grandbaby off my mind. How, all, a lot of times, I don't mean I can't keep her. I don't mean I can't. But I still got to learn how to focus in all of this. You got to learn how to. What's what is dealt in your hand? You got to learn to focus in all of it. See, a lot of people just say, well, you just leave your family and do all that. This is where it's got us. 
<laughs> Look where it's got us. Are y'all happy? Look where it's got us. No, you let God show you and teach you, and you, well, you know, if God can't use you the right way, then you need to figure out how you're going to be used and, and, and get around your circumstances. Don't let your circumstances dictate what you're going to do for God. Let your God dictate how you're going to deal with your circumstances. To what you're going to bring to church. Because everybody's got a job. They're supposed to bring something to church. But when I preached that, and, and I called a brother, he called me the other day. I said, well, how's the church going? Oh, it's going good. Since you come and preach, we've added six people to the church. You know what I thought to myself? I've been preaching up here. I've been preaching up here a year and a half. I ain't added one. Matter of fact, I run them off, I reckon. You know. I mean, that's how you, Look. I'm going to tell you something. I'm telling you, I can, I'm, I can read minds sometimes. People in the church, that's what the congregation thinks too. <laughs> Brother John run everybody off. Brother Mike run everybody off. If he'd go to them and talk to them, and they, they, these people think that. And maybe we have did some. Maybe we have. Maybe, you know, maybe you do, you know. Maybe you helped. Maybe you got on the phone with them and, well, you know, that's just the way Brother Mike is. <laughs> I mean, you know. Instead of telling them, look here, straighten your act up. He's preaching the truth. You ain't got to like his flesh. He ain't asking you to go to lunch with I mean, you know, I mean, you know, if you can't go to lunch and be friends with him, at least sit and listen to what you got to hear about God. Cause it, <laughs> but no, everybody wants somebody you can go and. I'm telling you, I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave. And I've had a lot of things spoke over my life. And I believe God on all them things spoke over my life so I could take God to task. God, you said I was going to be a pastor. I'm leaving this place. You said I was going to do this. I, was going to do, I got some open doors. Oh, for goodness sake, I can go back to the church of God. You know, I ain't going back. I'm going to the fullness of the kingdom. That's where I'm trying to take a people. That's where I'm trying to take a people. I'm going to tell you today, whatever you need, God's got it for you. God has got whatever you need. If there's a healing, if there's deliverance, if this carnal mind, we need to get rid of this carnal mind. God's Spirit will take care of that. If we keep on, if we allow it. See, God's people need their, you know, if we get a little bit, if we can get some of this carnal mind, then that's gone. See, a lot of, a lot of, is it just me that feels this way? Or do sometimes we really, I mean, if I ask everybody in here, who believes God can heal, set free, and deliver? Everybody in here will raise their hand. Everybody will. 
but with this violence that we're suffering, this is what you know. All of this, these spirits that's coming and for you know, just it's coming at your mind. That's where it is. That's where you feel it in your mind. You understand? It's your mind. Can how many times do we really? We can't just believe in faith that God will do things, Sister Susie, like we once could. Do you feel that way sometimes, Sister Pat? Like you just like. Well, we ain't been out, God ain't did that in so long. He won't do it. You understand that? I feel that's I feel that way, a lot of times. But the spirit of God ain't changed. Now I know we're not in that move of faith. That that was a dispensation. That move of faith. But let me tell you something. And God showed me this as plain as this could be. And if I can get it out the way I think it, which I have a lot of problems sometimes, what I'm thinking is saying it. But God showed me in that dispensation of that faith, they were, look here, that was an introduction to something more in God than they had. And they ran towards it and did whatever they could take to possess it. Now they possess that place in God. Look, when they early, I'm talking about in the United States, you know, in the all we know, God, and that new revelation of, of the Holy Ghost and Jesus' baptism and so much power in God. And people rushed after that. They loved everything. They rushed after that place in God. When they got that place in God and we moved in it, and God rained on us and rained on us and rained on us. Now he wants, to take, he wants to do the former rains, the rains and the latter rains. Let me tell you that. <laughs> That's going to take you back to that water that he's talking about, who was born of the water what God told me God's going to birth us he's going to totally <laughs> the rains look here I, we, we've been operating in some rain or, or the former rain that was for them they operating that former rain it's just been raining on us from him it's been raining on us and we've been able to do miracles as we push towards God and push towards that but now as we press before something that we can't see, so we couldn't see it, but God, given men and women, there's more men and women than me and Pastor and Brother Crom and other people. There's more people out there that sees this, that sees us pushing to go into this. And that's what we got to do. we got to press, and we got to just the same way that you pressed. See, that's what I told you. i got a lot of people there at the church, and they've come up under that old, they come up under, I say old movement, I don't, that's the only way I know how to explain it. They blame me, you know, I tell one person, I really get down with them. I told them flat up, I stood right in their face. <laughs> but I know them, and we have that relationship like that. I said, well, I didn't lose the move of God, I never did it. I never operated in that, you're the one that lost it. I've never, I've never did it. You know, I said, you blame it. You, you know, they told me, well, you're, you're telling us that. I said, whoa, wait a minute. We did this. We did it. I said, why ain't you doing it now? You lost it. I ain't never did it. I ain't never did it. I ain't never did it. I ain't never been. I've seen it. I believe it. I mean, I've seen it, heard about it, believe it. I've seen it. But, I mean, you telling me something. And you're asking me to do something I've never possessed, but you say you possessed it, but says you can't do it no more. I said, well, if you'll go back to doing them things you were doing when you had it, I bet you'll get it back. 
But see what? Ain't nobody willing to go back and do the thing that they used to do to get it back. You know why? Because that did some labor. And that's what I told him. I said, but you know what? I may not have to do the things, hallelujah, that you have to do to get it, hallelujah. God may not make me do all of them things. Because he said in the last day, he's doing the quick work. And hallelujah, and you believe that you got to do all of that to have it. I said, I don't know if it takes that or not. I'm just going to be led by God. And I'm going to walk into the fullness of this kingdom. And whatever God tells me to do, I'll do it. So if that's going to get you, I said, so you know the way. You know, they tell me, they know, we know this, we know this. I said, well, do it, brother, do it, brother, do it. So that's what I'll challenge somebody today. If you've walked in it, then where you've walked, if you're not satisfied where you're walking now, but yet you've walked in something before, then get it back. Get it back. But you know what? I'm walking in a deeper thing than I've ever walked before. See, you're just wanting, a lot of people, they just want me to, they want to see these miracles. They want to see Brother Mike call fire down from heaven, burn everybody up. I said, Brother Mike ain't ready to have that. See, they want to see that tangible thing with God. They want to see that right there. But, but I said, God is working in my spirit. And guess what? He's going to give me more than he's ever been able to give you because you ain't never let him work in your spirit. Brother Mike, you're too hard. I got to lay hold on her. You got to lay hold on her. We got to lead other people to lay hold on her. And we're going to have power and dominion. Not just power, but dominion, Sister Susie, over the devil. Because when we get the kingdom of God working inside of us, that's dominion over all things. That's eternal life. That's everlasting life. God told me if I died before <laughs> he come back, that wasn't everlasting life. That was dead and didn't raise up again. My spirit, I mean, I, it's what he told me. Brother Mike, what, you going to live forever? If I lay hold of this kingdom, that's right. said, some will be changed in the twinkling of the eye. I walk like this. Had a buddy to steal me, that's the way he walked. We can walk like this. He said, Brother Mike, you're crazy. I can't help it. That's the way, I, that's the way we ought to feel in God. Can't touch this devil. Can't touch it. We got dominion over you. You're not going to operate in my life. You're not going to, I'm going to take my family. My, guess what, devil? I'm going to serve you notice. All my kids are getting saved. All my grandkids are getting saved. And ain't nobody going to be sick and diseased unless God has to walk them through a trial. And I ain't going to worry about things. I'm going to walk in peace because God's people don't walk in peace. Not like we should. Or I don't. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? Hallelujah. I appreciate y'all here. I appreciate y'all here. I appreciate y'all listening to me and putting up with me. And I look forward to the next fifth Sunday. I'm trying to, I'm really trying. I, I, I want everybody that can to come. You know, sacrifice to come. I mean, you know. I closed the church at Fort, you know, I got a, at Fort Payne. You know, the first time I come over here, they told me, I said, well, we'll just start. I said, no, you ain't. You ain't staying here and preaching and Sunday schooling. I said, the church is going over there. You need to be a part of us or not? I, you know, well, brother, oh, you going to run? Oh, well, I said, that's the vision. You know, and I understand that a lot of people can't. I'm not one to put things on people. I'm just saying, let me tell you, this is the way I feel. This is from the bottom of my heart. 
That's a long ways to go. It's a long way to do this. It's a long way to do it. Yes, it is. But when we come together, the whole church at Fort Payne should have been there. Should be here. They should be here. There was no... They, they should be here. I'm not going to go back and tell them they should... I'm not going to... I'm just, they, this is me. They should have been here. They, uh, there should have been nobody that shouldn't have. We would have made a way. Made a way to be here. All right. You say, why do you need them here? It's just another service. No, it's not just another service. <laughs> what if this service had been the service that God had been like they had been in the upper room to pour out the Holy Ghost? And they had missed it. And then I got to go back to church and I got to ten other people in the church. And they can't bring what God wants them to bring. You understand? Because they admit they didn't hear that. You know, and I know, I know people's got to work. I know all of these things. God's mindful of all these things. I'm just saying, but there's people that makes choices not to do. And, you, and, and guess what? You know, when y'all come to the church at Fort Payne, the reason we need everybody is because God may want to use you. Trust me. I don't have to preach. See, everybody says the pastor of the church is supposed to preach every Sunday. Where does it say that in the Bible? They say a pastor, you know, come on, get things right. The pastor of the church, everybody wants to hear from the pastor. I understand that. He's a leader and he's a guider of the sheep. But we're supposed to be going in a five-fold ministry. And I believe that's part of the kingdom. And I'm supposed to keep balancing all of this. You understand? I believe that's, my, that's one of my jobs. Not just to preach every Sunday and Wednesday and that. It's to keep things going. To see where God is going. To see. To let... Maybe Sister Pat's time to preach. See, I may see a call of God on your life. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do see it. Maybe you'll just say, "Well, a call of God on my life." I don't know. I'm not saying anything, Sister. The call of God on my life is just to leave this church open and let people minister out of it and bring people in to do that. Oh no, Sister! The call of God on your life is a lot more than that. <laughs> it's a lot more than that, sister. You say, oh, well, I don't get up and I don't do elegant, elegant speaking. Neither do I. You just see I mess it up. But you got something to offer. You got something to offer. So much wisdom. And I remember, I can't remember the name. What's the? It's what? Garland, yeah. That Granny Garland was a woman that believed in the Holy Ghost and taking something further, and that's been passed down and passed down and passed down. So you've you've seen a lot in God. Yeah. Had a lot of experiences. And you probably know what's God and probably what ain't God. So you got something to offer. You got some testimony to offer to somebody. You got some teaching to offer to somebody. You got some preaching to offer to somebody. I can't preach like brother. You ain't got to preach like brother of mine. You just preach like Sister Pat. Everybody's got something to offer. Everybody's got something to offer. God called you and He equipped you to do what He wants you to do. The whole church is supposed to be without spot and blemish and ready to be used by God. Whether it's behind the pulpit or out there, begatting sheep. Sheep begat sheep, not pastors. Pastors just put them in their place. 
That's the hardest thing. You know, that's the hard, I mean, you know, and I'm willing to work, and I know Pastor's willing to work, but I told my wife, I said, well, I guess I'm just going to have to set up the tent and go do tent revivals and get people in the church. She says, is what God telling you to do? I said, no. <laughs> she goes, you reckon it'll work? I said, well, it'll work for a little while. But see, I mean, I want the church to be filled up so we can do something for God, not just for finance, not just because I like to see people help. I like to see people come in their calling to God. I like to see people get saved. I don't want to go to heaven without everybody that's supposed to go. I don't want everybody to go to heaven. I, don't want, I want everybody that's supposed to go to heaven to go to heaven. I want to be a part of it. Hallelujah. But does anybody need prayer? We'll pray for them because I believe God. I believe I preach the kingdom. And when you preach the kingdom, guess what? Signs got to follow. So if we preach the kingdom, God's got to do something. Hallelujah. But I didn't come here to make a show. I just come here and I hope I've edified and I hope that I've helped somebody. I hope I pressed you to it. I hope I didn't make you mad unless making you mad makes you press. You understand, but I just love everybody here, and I appreciate you. I'm glad to see everybody. Y'all just hang in there. You know, it's rough sometimes. I know some want to quit. Some wants to jump ship. But you know what? Stay on the ship. When the ship crashes, God will make provisions for you. Don't jump off. You stay on the ride the boat as long as you can ride it. That's what Paul told him. Ride that boat as long as you don't jump off. You ride the boat. But when the ship goes down... There's something to hold on to. Amen. You know, but I really realize, Sister Susie, we're going into something. It's not, I feel like I have more power. I got, I got more power. You say, well, Brother Mike, I ain't seeing you do no more stuff. It's, it's becoming in here. It's pulling my mind. I'm getting this place where I can believe God to do these things. Believe it, believe it, believe it, not with my mind. Brother Cromer talks about this brain, this noggin. This right here is not what God operates in. It's just spirit-minded, that mind of your soul, the mind of the spirit. It's got to be in here. It's got to be something that's in here. We try and hear. We're trying here and not letting it get in here. This comes from God. What's born of God is born of God, and what's born of the flesh is born of the flesh. It's got to be here. It's got to be put in here by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's not by works that any man should boast. You've got to be put in here by God, by you submitting yourself to Him. Hallelujah. If nobody needs prayer, just let me close. I'm going to close, I'm going to close my part of the service. Then I'm going to give it to Sister Pat and let her preach about an hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Lord, today. God, even though it God, I hope I didn't worry the people too much that it's been too long, God, but I, I believe, God, that I've obeyed you, and I believe, Lord, that, that you have imparted your spirit through this word, God, and that you went down on the inside and you've took anchor, God. By faith, God, I know, Lord, what you're showing me. Even though I haven't laid hand, hold of it all yet, I believe it, and I believe, God, that you're bringing forth the people, and, God, I ask you, Lord, to bless, God, these people, God. God, I, I send the Spirit. Come on, church. I feel this. I send the Spirit, God, of this Word, God, of the kingdom out beyond these four walls, God.
God, as, as cars go by, Lord Jesus, God, you draw them, God. You go down in the highways and the hedges, God. And God, you, you, there's got to be a preparing of your spirit. There's got to be a drawing. There's got to be a making ready. God, we can go everywhere to preach, God. But if your spirit is not went before us and not ordained us and not destroyed yokes, God, that it won't do no good. But God, I ask you, Lord, let your spirit go and prepare those, God, that would sit under this word, God, and be Kingdom people. God, you go out, Lord, and you begin to work on them. God, and you put somebody in their path to talk to them, to witness God. God, to fill this place up, God. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before these people. God, until, Lord, that... Lord, I, I, I want to place this church and the church at Fort Payne. And God, there's several other churches, God, that I know that we're one with, Lord. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you give us uh, wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord, that you would uh, uh, show us how to knit a body together so it'll be powerful. Because I want to be made perfect, Lord. And I need every person. Lord, in the body of Christ. I need everybody, Lord. It's a, it's a unity perfection, Lord. It's not just one, two, and three. It's a unity, Lord. You said, Lord, that, 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 that you put these fivefold for the, for the perfecting of all the saints. Not just one or two, God, but all of us till we come to the knowledge of the fullness of Christ, of the Son of God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Who I need to give this to? Y'all give the Lord a good clap off. I don't know about y'all, but it's been good. Amen. I mean, you know, this has been good. I've really enjoyed. And I got edified. Brother Michael done some good, 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 good teaching. I appreciate it. I do. Now, we're having prayer here tomorrow night for the body. Please come pray with us. Please come pray with us. You know, the Bible says, if you minister, minister according to your ability. If you prophesy, prophesy according to your faith. You'll have preach like I do. You'll have pray like I do. That's me. If you pray like me, who am I going to be? <laughs> Amen. Everybody develops their own relationship with God and their own ability and their own walk with God. But I do need everybody pulling together. I tell you, Brother Mark walked up over in Jasper, Alabama. They started praying. We started on Tuesday night. They started praying on Tuesday night. It's changed the church, hasn't it? Changed the spirit in their church. It really has. And it's, it's changed Brother Mark's spirit. And he was telling me, he said, well, we, you know, we've come together and we was trying to pray a certain length of time. I said, that's where you're having your trouble. I said, just come pray at a certain time. And I said, just let people pray. And then if they get through praying, they can leave. Don't have no opening, don't have no ending, don't. Just let people get in there and pray. And I said, you'll find the spirit will start taking over. I said, still, y'all trying to pray in our...
Hallelujah. But I appreciate what the Lord's doing. And these are not just services when we come together like this. It's very important for everybody that we will come together and everybody to be here. You know, God puts us in trials to work things in us and work things out of us. And there's a lot of times you want God to get you out of your trial. But it ain't God's time to get you out of your trial. So you got to let, Bible said let patience have a perfect work. Is that not what it says? Let it work. Because there's something God's trying to work in you. And you can either make your trial hard or you can let God carry you through it. But I'm going to tell you something. You get out of it before you're supposed to, you're going to have to do it again. You're just going to have to do it again. Y'all understand what I'm saying? All of us are in a place we're walking with God. Each one of us in our own place. But you got to let God work. Because you start kicking against what God's doing, God will let you out of your trial. But then you're going to have to go back and do it again. I just want to get mine done and over with. <laughs> Amen. I just want to get mine done. And I remember when Brother Michael was battling so hard, and I told my wife, I didn't say no, I didn't say a word to Brother Michael. I said, Brother Michael's really battling. I said, the enemy's trying to flip him. And I just prayed for him. Never went and said one word to him. Had confidence that God was going to talk to him, and he did, and I'm glad he did. Because I tell you, good word, Brother Michael. Good teaching, good edifying. And I got 100% confidence in you because I know what God's working in you. Amen. I can't say that about everybody. But let's come together as a body. You people in Fort Payne, Brother Michael, calls prayer meeting, get with him. Get with him. Because every one of us, we can always make a reason not to come pray. Amen. We can always make a reason not to come pray. Christopher and Whitney got to, they live an hour and a half from the church. They start driving up on Wednesday night. Then driving in on Saturday night and have prayer meeting. A lot of times it's just them four getting to church to have prayer meeting on Saturday night. So we can always find a reason not to. But let's find a reason to. I don't want to find a reason not to serve God. I want a hunger to serve God and a zeal and a determination because what God's called us to. Because this word's taking us somewhere. It is. It's taking us somewhere. And I've been in miracles. I was raised in them. I've been around deliverance all my life. And it still happens when the Spirit of God allows it. I don't know if I told you or not. You remember that little baby I prayed for down there in Jasper gave him a prayer call said he had a hole in his heart brother Mark texted me the other day they took him to Dr. Wednesday brother Mark texted me they told him to church that Thursday night hole's gone I gave him that prayer call and I told him I said don't let him operate on that baby it wasn't very old maybe three or four months if it's even that old I told him says Patty I gave that young man a prayer cloth I think his mama was standing there baby's grandmama I said don't you let them doctors Operate on that baby. You just wait. Unless it's life-threatening, 
They tell you they got to, life-threatening. I said, you just wait. I said, God's going to do something. They went back to the doctor about a week after I told them, maybe two weeks, and that hole had dried up. I mean, it had completely dried up. So people can say what they want to. God's still God. Do I see God working miracles like he did when I was out on the evangelistic field? No, because I ain't out there every night. But he still works miracles. He still works miracles. So it's like Brother Michael said, if you ain't if you've been there and you ain't seeing it now, you need to go back doing what you're doing. You need to go back seeking God. A lot of people come in with a fervor. They come in with a prayer. They come in with a hunger, and God moved for them. Now they've lost that hunger. Now they just got spiritual pride. Did I say that out loud? Guess it did, didn't I? <laughs> I want y'all to honor the Lord in your giving. We're going to have you tithing offerings over here. We'll have the pastor bucket over here. This is going to be for Brother Michael, personal offering, love offering. And I've asked y'all to put back helping because this is a sacrifice for them to come up here. So I want you to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Your soul been fed? Everybody's soul been fed? Amen. I was preaching evangelism. I had a tent up in Louisiana. And I told the people one night, and I asked them, I said, you sold me? Oh, everybody shouted and had some miracles, and I went and take the offering, and, but I felt them sit down on me. I said, well, let's look at it like this way. I said, you eat the meal, pay the bill. <laughs> I didn't make them any happier either. I said, if you eat the meal, pay the bill. Amen, but let's do what's right in God's eyes. And we'll just let y'all take it with you. Everybody hear that? You people of Fort Payne, you want to put your ties right here? We'll let them, Brother Michael and them take it back to the church. This over here is for Brother Michael. This over here is our people to honor the Lord with your tithe. Amen. Y'all got the victory. Well, don't look so sad. Stand on your feet. My God, hallelujah. Come on, do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God's good and God's real. Thank you, Sister Deborah. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. Sister Gail, I'm glad you made the trip. I'm glad both of y'all made the trip. Good to see you, sis. God bless you. All right. All right. Glad y'all made the trip. Hallelujah. Bless you. Good to see you. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? I think it's good to be in the house of the Lord. So we got prayer tomorrow night, and I don't know what we're going to do about Bible study because i got some things i got to take care of. I don't know if we'll have Bible study. I'll just have to let you all know because just some things, just got to do things, take care of things. Not that I want to, but I'd rather be teaching. 
I mean, Bible study to me is just a joy. I love the Word of God. It's, it's excitement to me. All hearts and minds clear. Okay. All right. Did y'all hear that? Don't have Bible study Tuesday night. Says Kathy will come to church here and everybody can get together and pray. I'm going to tell you, it's been good prayer this week, hasn't it, Sis Kathy? I think her and Brother Justin, maybe, I don't know if anybody else, but I know they've come and we had to go take care of some things down at our house. So, But I appreciate these services. I don't know when I'm going Fort Payne. I ain't looked at the calendar, but we'll let y'all know. I don't know what the next month is. It's five Sundays. Don't have no idea. I ain't worried about it. But I know when we do, I'd like for everybody up here to try to make the trip. Because, man, last time we had a dynamic service. Super good service. But when you come together in the heart and mind to seek the Lord and want the will of God, God will meet you. God will meet you. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for this. God, this word, the working of your spirit, the moving of the Holy Ghost, everything was so good, Lord. I thank you. God, for this edifying, for this strengthening. God, for the unity of the Spirit and bringing these churches and bringing the members of this body together. Bless this offering. Bless this offering, Lord. God, let it help Brother Michael and Sister Patty. God, to meet their personal needs. God, give us what we need here at the church to do the things we're trying to get done here. Unite our hearts, our minds, and bring us all in the unity of the faith. Let the name of Jesus be glorified and your will be done. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody got an announcement? All hearts clear? Okay. Appreciate everybody coming. Uh, dinner at Sister Kathy's? Okay. Everybody's welcome. Right? Okay. All right. We're having, well, I thought that was right, but I didn't want to get myself in trouble. Okay. All right. But everybody's welcome to come eat at Sister Kathy's, so y'all won't have to go out and, if you're giving the offering, you wouldn't. Okay. I know it. I just am what I am by the grace of God, Sister Pat. I tell you, I appreciate what God's doing here. I've come to love Sister Pat. She's become part of her church family. And she's given me permission to come back every service and preach. So we're going to do that. God bless you. Fellowship. Extend the right hand of fellowship one to another. Yes. Okay, come on. You want to make it or you want You want me to make it? Are you sure? All right, everybody give me attention. We got our fourth grandchild on the way. Christopher and Whitney. And Mama got another great-grandchild on the way. I don't know how many greats and great-greats. She got a bunch of them. So we are happy. 
I'm happy for my son. I'm happy for my daughter. And just going to keep adding to this kingdom. Amen. So y'all pray for them and extend the right hand of fellowship. God bless you. We love you. You're dismissed. Amen.